This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that is not yet match sharp. A very soporific return to Stamford Bridge by Chelsea and us, if the truth was told, and it looks like neither has pre-seasoned well. To be fair, Chelsea were not as bad as many pundits would have you believe. And after Courtois was controversially sent off, we can look at the result as one point gained rather than two lost. At the end of the day, it's no disaster... And thank God for Arsenal, the gift that keeps on giving. Now, I am Stanford Chidge, of course. Lovely to be back with you. And the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Football Fancast Home Improvement. Or B&Q for short. Or other other DIY stores are available. Uh, Not that we care, because none of the bastards pay us. Anyway, um, moving swiftly along, uh, we have with us tonight me, of course, Stanford Chidge, your host with the most... We have the young Dan Silver. <laughs> Evening, Chidge. Not an old codger, contrary to popular <laughs> opinion and rumour. Somebody who is definitely an old codger. Oh, indeed. Is Mr... Or should we say Dr. Mart. Indeed. And you can get a bit closer, Smart. The mic won't kill you. Hello. That's lovely to see you. And hear you as well. to be back. Now, uh, last but by no means least, we have a very, 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 very special, special treat tonight. Because we have the return of the legend that is Cheltel. Hello, Chidge. Hello, Tell. Hello, boys and girls. Hello, in boys and fan girls. Land. Oh, it's good to have you back. It was also good to see you for a game, mate. First time for a very long time. Yes, definitely. So you're good, glad to be back. Not yeah. in a Gary Glitter kind of way, obviously. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. It's great to be, good to be back. Hello, 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 yes, hello. Yes, it is. No, it's good. Good. Nice to see you, mate. Lovely to see. You. I'm sure the peeps out there will be uh, be delighted to hear your dulcet tones yet again. Now. Um, on the show tonight, we'll be kicking off with the ratings for the Swansea game, courtesy of Mark Worrell and ESPN, and uh, we will award our own man of the match, something that they, they dare not do, but we do, we dare to do on this show. After that, we're going to discuss the red card that arguably changed the game. We'll be explaining why it was a point gained, not too lost. 
will be lamenting an endangered species. No, not Cecil the Lion or whatever his name was. The Chelsea Match Day Pubs. Yes. Now, in part three, we'll be looking back at Chelsea's pre-season and asking, have commercial interests taken precedence on actually preparing the players for a long season ahead? And, of course, do Chelsea need to get their finger out and buy some new players? Very much the theme of the article I put up on the Chelsea Fancastle website today. And uh, to wrap up... We'll have our usual Chelsea Fancast roundup, including news of the, uh, the Chelsea Supporters Trust annual general meeting and a run-through of some fine Chelsea-related books that have been published over the summer, or as I like to call it, Chelsea Fancast Book Club. Nice. M- nice. Not, not in a jazz way, Martin. If they were jazz nice. books, it would probably be nicer, wouldn't it? Jazz nice. books, yeah. Nice. Now, don't forget, you can uh, tweet us while we're on air at Chelsea Fancast. In fact, you can tweet us when we're not on air. You know, it kind of works both ways, but it's fun when you do it during the show. Uh, but, of course, the best way to do it is to post on the live chat page at Mixler, which is Mixler, M-I-X-L-R, dot com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. Hel- sorry, Chelsea hyphen Fancast. Now, do that during the show. Tell us what you think about the game or anything else Chelsea-related. Now, uh, some of you will know uh, that last season I started doing this kind of thing called, which I call the Chelsea Fancast Warm Down where I sit in front of my computer with a camera aimed at my ugly mug and I interact with strange people from all I over the world. I did hear about that, yeah. Yeah, it's good tell. And, and, it's, and it's on a thing called MeMeTV, M-E-E-M-E-E dot TV. Uh, and I do intend to be doing it a fair amount, actually, during the season, but not tonight, Josephine, because I have to uh, whisk myself away from here the minute we finish the show because I have other things to do. But going forward, I certainly plan to do it. So if you want to join in with that, um, I'll obviously remind you during shows going forward but actually, just go up and, and log on and set an account up at meemee.tv. And then, uh, as I said, in a few, you know, going forward from now, uh, from next week, in fact, I will be doing kind of a half an hour, hour warm down where we can pick up on issues and themes that Good. we discussed during the show. It's great fun. So there we go. Now, without further ado, it's time to get into uh, the, the ratings, which, uh, as, as we know, I nick from Mark Worrell, much to his delight. <laughs> Now, Mark has, has scored it thusly. We have Courtois on six. We have Aspie on six. We have John Terry on six. Gary Cahill on five. Ivanovic, four. Matic, six. Fabregas, five. Oscar, eight. Uh, William, six. Hazard, seven. Costa, seven. Begovic, seven. And Zuma and Falcao, nil point because they didn't uh, get long enough according to Marco that's how it works so I mean just to generally I've got an awful lot to talk about this but just generally is that a feel about right to you Dan? Yeah I think so I think again it's the right side of our defence that is causing issues like last season Ivanovic had no protection from the midfield so he was getting rinsed in mm. fairness Montero had a very good game is there anything he had a cracking game Montero yeah, I was really impressed good. with him yeah. is there anything on there that's, that, that sticks in the craw ratings wise? Oscar's probably a bit generous. I don't really? think anybody had an outstanding match. I thought Begovic came on and looked very assured, which is encouraging as a number two. Mm-hmm. As much as it pains me, I, I, I think Mr. Magic Hat Fabregas 5 is probably generous, mm. actually. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Tell? I thought, thought Matic wasn't 
up to his usual standard. So I think that score's a bit high for Matic. Really? So you were all a bit... Well, I mean, to be really honest, I actually thought that, that, that Mark's actually got it pretty much spot on. Because, I mean, actually, for him, they're not that generous. But I, I actually agreed with him about Oscar because I actually thought Oscar uh, looked, uh, you know... I wouldn't say back to his best, but certainly on the right track. And I thought he was our best player. And I thought he was very unlucky to get subbed. He did look sharper. Than he did look good, else. didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah, I mean, I know but it's comparative, think, but, you think, know, he looked good, mate. I think William Six, that's possibly a bit harsh. He ran his socks off, as he, exactly he always what does. I was yeah, say. but I think, I think Mark, Mark, you know, marked him down along the, the words you, you were saying, Dan, because I think him and Abramovich were an absolute shambles on the right. Mm. You know, neither seemed to be knowing what the other was doing. Yeah. Sorry, Ivanovich. <laughs> that would be good to see. Yeah, I bet, Ray, I bet Roman's tasty on the right, you know. Well, probably on yeah. the left, actually. On the right wing. Uh, very good. Uh, no, but, I, you know, I, I think Mark, Mark's reduced his score because of that, and I, I'm inclined to agree. Although, I, you know, I, I agree that he also looked very energetic. But uh, I think uh, I'm actually kind of... I agree with Marco about Ivanovic getting forced, Mark, because I thought he had a really poor game. As you said, he was rinsed by Montero. He was, yeah. Um, but I think we can forgive Brenner, can't we, uh, Dan? Because, yeah, I, mean, I mean, he's normally there or thereabouts, isn't yeah, he? I mean, you can count on one hand the bad games he's had. And ironically, the last one was Swansea in the semi-final. He doesn't like playing against he Obviously, Swansea. he doesn't, does he? No. But I, I, th- I think, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I don't take any credence at all from pre-season friendly matches. But he, he's looked crap during those. I, I just think he's in a bit of poor form and he needs to... I mean, you know, maybe it's a fitness thing. I don't know. What, what do you think, Tell? Should we be worried about Branner? I, I don't think so, personally. But maybe as he's getting older, he's taking longer and longer to get into match season fitness. Yeah. So maybe that is something to do with it. Let's, we can only wait and see. He's obviously a class act, so you, you know you can't condemn him too quickly. But we can't have too many uh, mistakes. No, because you people know, people running around him like. He got rinsed, didn't yeah, he? he did, but I, I, do, I do think that a lot of it had to do with, you know, William. They just didn't seem to communicate very, very well. And they, I think they kept on finding each other out of position. And I mean, the goal uh, or the, the penalty, I think, was very much down. I mean, I think, um, you know, William played him on side. He did, yeah. Gomez on side. Because <clears throat> Br- Branner cut inside. Uh, to you know, so that William could kind of you know kind yeah. of cover back, and actually he, he ended up. St- I don't know. It was a bit of a basically. I just thought that their covering and their positioning was a shambles. Smart. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I tell you what, I, I, I'm interested to see that Marco gave Begovic a seven, which is more than he gave Courtois. But I, I, I actually agree with that. I thought Begovic looked very good. And forget about the penalty. I mean, he, he's just come off the bench to go straight up and, feet and try and save a penalty. It's practically impossible. No warm up, nothing. I mean, I, I don't blame him for that. But but I thought Begovic looked very very uh, positive in goal, very very secure in goal. Uh, you see, I, I don't have a downer on uh, you know Begovic coming in as the number two at all because I remember we said it on this podcast years ago. There were rumours, weren't there, that we were in for Begovic. This is way before Courtois turned up. I think we ended up with it might have been Turnbull actually, but I was saying we should get Begovic because he's a hell of a keeper. He's mm. a good good keeper, and actually I think it's. In, in a funny sort of way, in spite because I think Courtois has got a one match ban, hasn't yeah, he? One match. Uh, but I think, and I think actually the other thing I heard today is that I think he might be injured anyway. Uh, I, I have, I have no, I have no fears of Begovic in goal. Exactly, but he'll, honest, he'll, I don't he'll think push, he'll push. I don't Courtois. think there's much in it between him and Courtois. I really well, I, don't. I don't know about that. No, I, I really don't. But I think he'll keep Courtois on his toes, and I think that's a young keeper needs that. Yeah. I, you don't want to get into a situation where he feels that he's completely unchallenged. 
And if we'd, have got, if we'd have got a donkey as a goalkeeper, that might have happened. And the fact that we've got a really, I think, a decent keeper is mm. going to be good for Gordon. Be- Begovic couldn't believe his luck. <laughs> Come on, the first game. Well, it's also good for him. Play the second game. Yeah, yeah. it's good for him he because, you know, it. it's we'll kind of, it. it's vindicated what must have actually been quite a difficult decision for him. Yeah. Because, you know, you know you're coming into a side where they've got potentially one of the best keepers in the world. Mm. And it could have been a career disaster, but he's already getting a chance. And I think that'll do his confidence a lot of good. So actually good. On good. balance, yeah. He looked good pre-season no too. No problem with yeah. Begovic being no. a keeper. No, no me neither. Um, now, uh, I'm afraid I thought Pat Fabregas was, was very, very poor defensively. I, I think in the article I read today, I said he, he defended like an Arsenal or Barcelona midfielder. Well, he, he didn't seem to track back as much as he has done in the past. And, Gave the ball uh, away a lot. He, Yeah. In didn't fact, the tackle. whole team, to be honest, I know we're not talking about the whole team yet, but the whole team seemed to spend most of the game, especially the second half, inventing new ways of giving the ball away. Daz has said that Fabregas was a lazy fucker. That's one way of putting it, I have to say. succinct. I don't know. I mean, he's just not at it. Again, I think... I mean, we're going to talk about this, I think, in part three about pre-season and what I think about that. But it did smack... Uh, the whole the whole thing smacked them not being match, match shot. But, mm. you know, I... <laughs> You know, I love Fabregas when he's got his magic hat on, but I, I, I don't know whether it's because of his Arsenal and Barcelona connections, but I find it actually quite hard to love him. Uh, sorry, people, but I do. Um, but the thing is, you know, we, we were talking about this either yesterday or the day before. I can't remember, Dan. I mean, I was saying a lot last season that I think that we need to play Fabregas in, in basically the number 10 role, you know, behind the striker. Uh, and I say that because I think that actually he, he, it gets him in a much better position to put through balls through to the likes of Costa, Falco, Remy, whoever. Um, what, but you also, mean like, like Lampard used to do. Well, I don't know. No, like a, like a proper number ten players. does. You yeah, know, okay. you know the advanced creative midfielder who has the ability to string the passes and put people in because I think that's what he's good at. He can't bloody defend. Exactly. So why is he sitting there in, in effectively the attacking member of the defensive midfield pairing? I think Oscar would be much better in that role. He can ping a 60-yard pass on mm. a sixpence. He's got energy. He can get up and down the pitch. He can tackle, and he's tough. And I think that actually Matic and Oscar in that defensive midfield pairing would be much better than Matic and Fabregas. Let Fabregas go forward. Who's the one who can put the balls through? What do you think? Just cast your mind back 12 months. We oh, were, I can't remember yesterday, let alone 12 months ago. Burnley, first game of the season. Away. Yeah. We were raving about Fabregas. We he were. that brilliant pass through... From for uh, Schurler to score, if you he remember, did. in that first game, in uh, a number ten just, type position, yeah. But he, he he had that he had that brilliant touch that he, he just wasn't there for him yesterday. He kept giving it away all over the pitch. He just seemed to be strolling around, strolling, strolling just strolling, strolling by the light of the moon above, etc. Et oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have a banana. We couldn't resist that with you here, too. Yeah, no, it's oh, no. See, the old boys are, oh, no. are showing the youngsters how it was done in the olden days. Yeah, the youngsters look- like Dan Silva and <laughs> Jonathan Kidd. Yeah, Dan, Dan's looking at us like, like we're yeah, mad. Yeah, yeah. He's right. <laughs> anyway, you were saying he was strolling around, basically. He, well, he was. He, he didn't... Well, I'm not saying that he wasn't interested. He just wasn't... I don't know. Was he unfit or what? He did, but he just... Definitely was not up to par, yeah. that's for sure. I mean, Nicky, good old Nicky Kilduff, who's lovely to see. Lovely to see. By the way, it's lovely to see so many of you back in here. And, of course, the wonderful familiar names. We've got the lovely Debs, who I saw yesterday. JP McCrate, our old mate JP. Yeah. Ali, Ali's in the house. Nicky, I mentioned. Jacaranda Chick. Uh, you know, there's a, Hash, Hashim, Dazza. Lovely to see so many of you back in the house. Um, but uh, Nicky made a good point, actually, that... that 
he th- agrees that, that Oscar would be great in that position, but he thinks that chess works well deeper with space. And I, and I, and I, I see that point, and I think that's why Mourinho plays in there, because he doesn't get marked out of the game so much when he's deep. Well, that's true. But, I still but he can also you know, put through the killer pass from there. I mean, and he can. Yeah. And he did last season. And he did last you know, season. We're getting That's our knickers in a bit That's of a twist, aren't we? But I, just, I, I was saying it last season too. I just think that, you know, I think Oscar... Oscar I mean, I thought that when Oscar first joined. I mean, I thought here's... You know, we were at the time when Oscar turned up, we had Lampard. And Lampard had been pushed a little bit further back yes. to that role. And I said at the time, you know, Oscar's already re- made replacement for Lampard in that role. And I still think he is, and I, you know, I, I just don't see Jose doing it. But you know, what do I know? Eh? You know, I'm not the special one. But I, that's what I think. Uh, moving on, uh, talking about wonderful players. Um, you know, I thought Hazard. You know, he got going and he started looking like Hazard. I think I don't think he had a bad day. But I tell you what really concerns me most, Smart. And as you are the resident doctor in this house, <laughs> um, already match one getting clattered and clinical thuggery by opposition sides taking him out and he doesn't get any protection from the referee now I I have a horrible sense that he and we got away with it last year that he didn't come away with a serious injury he's getting no protection and it's really already after one game beginning to really worry me yes I agree but what do you do about it well, is I it, don't is he know. Got to get better at getting out of the way, or you know. Well, I think he is, and he's quite—he's he, a tough little guy. Yeah. I mean, he didn't yeah. get seriously injured last year, which tells you that he's—he's—he's he, he's, he's a fighter. But Dan, I, I'm really worried that he's going to get hurt. Yeah, I mean, just needs a millisecond, and he misses it, and he's—he's he's yeah. out for six months. Yeah, and there's a couple of really horrendous challenges. There were, and the referee—I I think he put once, but that was right at the end of the game. But I, I, do you know what? I mean, I, obviously, I'm worried about him getting injured. Tell. Um, but yeah. it's not just that. I, I, what I'm more worried about is the fact that you know anybody with half a brain who, who's watched football for a long time, like we have, knows that he's being targeted. You know, it's clinical. They just take him out, and that's what players. It's a professional his, game. His shins and ankles must look like a roadmap. But it's a, it's, a, it's a professional game. I, I expect nothing less. I'm kind of not. I'm not moaning about the opposition taking him out and being thugs. Yeah, I, well, what I expect that if... the referees need to be on it, and yes. they're not. And then the media should highlight it, match of the day or whatever, uh, Sky Sports, but, but they don't because it's Chelsea and Hazard. Somebody should put a player cam on him over the season and just pick up all the time well, he gets hacked to bits. I mean, I, you'd not be surprised to hear me say this, but I mean, in my day, in your day watching Chelsea, in my day when I played, we, if, if we had a really talented, you know, slightly uh, diminutive player in the side who would get we kicked... Pat- well, yeah, who would get kicked for fun. We had a, a hod carrier who would seek and meet out retribution immediately. Mm. And that's how it used to happen in the old days. If you if you kick our talented player, you're going to get stud marked right down your bloody shin, mate, or your, your ankle or whatever. Yeah. And then you won't do it again. I mean, a, I, I'm sure I told this story last year. There's a wonderful story about, um, uh, about Ryan Giggs and, and, Brian, and Brian Robson. Uh, and I mean, in spite of his United connections, I used to love Brian Robson, a proper footballer. And uh, Ryan Giggs, when he first came to the United States, was getting kicked kicked all over the park. But I can't even remember who. And he was really, you know, not happy. And, and Brian Robson came over to him and said, Oi, man, you know, who, who was it who kicked you, lad? And he goes, it was him over there. He said, don't worry, I'll sort it out. And basically, Robson just kicked the shit out of this guy for the next five minutes. And he didn't go near Giggs for the rest of the game. That's how it should be. We need somebody who's expendable, who can kick people for fun. John Obi McKell. Would be yeah. perfect, for example. It'll be done really subtly, it's though. It's too nice, of, though. Because yeah. uh, the rest will dig, a, now dig us out. 
Well, I, I, I don't know. You see, I, I mean, you know, I'm a bit old school, and I liked a bit of naughty football. But I mean, you know, if if the referees aren't going to protect him, the players have to, in my book. You, you, know? you need a Mario Stanich or something like that. Oh, Mario Stanich. We, do you know what? Bollocks of this. Can we just do a whole podcast on our, on our <laughs> yeah. love for Mario Stanich? <laughs> yeah, I used to love... Because he was old school. He and he kicked kick people. Out of people. I know, yeah. he would, wouldn't he? Yeah. Die for the cause. I used, yeah. I used to love Stanich, you know. And who can forget uh, that goal he scored against West Ham? That's I know, Kansas, wonderful. The only, yeah. only bloody good goal he did score, <laughs> But a great, a great guy. But, I mean, I, I, it's a serious point. I mean, it, going back to the main point was that, uh, um, you know, I just fear... I, you know, I just don't think the referees are, are going to protect Hazard. They're just not going to do it. And, and, I, and Marino, I don't know why. Marino should, uh, should say this in his press conferences, draw attention to it, because um, then maybe it might play, play on some ref's he, minds. He oh, said it before, not, yeah. there's no doubt he'll say it again. Yeah, well, I mean, that stoke, so. stoke tackle last season, they tried to cut him in half. Oh, that was, that was all, by, by Bardsley. I mean, yeah, it was just, Bardsley, I mean, you know, yeah. I was a shit footballer, but quite dirty, you know. And I mean, I used to do tackles like that by Bardsley because I just didn't have the talent to win the ball and I used to get frustrated and kick people. You know, so I, I, he, I, I know, even though I've not, you know, never played football at a high level, I knew that's exactly what he was doing. I'm not good enough to tackle you. So I'm just going to beat you as far as I can, you know, and see what happens. And and, he, and if they get away with it, they're going to keep doing it until the referees take action. Yeah. And that and to, to take action, that means that they they blow up for a foul. But actually, that's not you know, the professional footballer is prepared to give a free kick away and take their chances. You need to book them, and your first one you get booked. Second one you're off. Yeah. You know, when you get down to six players, then you might learn. You know, that's what they've got to do, and I and I fear that they're not going to do that. Early yellow cards changes the whole dynamic of the game. So, if, you know, player A hacks him down. It does books. indeed. Now, I've got one more on my little little list of our little bit about talking about the players, and and you know, Costa we should discuss because I think many of us were quite surprised to see him playing. But I thought he put himself about, but I don't think he really had any service. I also talking about referees, which we are going to do in, in greater depth in part two. I thought he was very unlucky not to get a penalty. It looked like a pretty nailed-on penalty to me, and and the free kick that didn't happen for the bar, or, or, or you know, no, no, nothing. Ashley Williams just yeah. basically pushed him out of the way, mm. uh, and 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 that tells me that he is absolutely being singled out, smart by the referees. He's not getting anything. They've decided. They've made their mind up about. He's Costa. got a name, isn't he? But they've made their mind up about him, so they don't. Yeah. They don't judge it on the incident; they judge it on the player, and that's again appalling refereeing, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. so they should judge on what they see, not what they think. But it's just shit, man. I mean, you know, I, the worst thing about yes uh, about Saturday for me was that it just, just, just the bad elements of it smacked so much of the bad elements of last season. Not just the way we played, but Hazard getting kicked and getting no protection, yep. Costa getting nothing from the referees. Tell it was like last season all over again in one match. Yeah, well, that's that's it. That's a price of being Chelsea and being a league champion. So the refs are gonna think I can't be shown to doing them doing them any favours. So they're not gonna give any Chelsea players any favours. Mm. It's well known that it's harder to defend the league than it is to win it in the first place. Yeah, the refs are so, not gonna give any no. any Chelsea players any favours. What in fact they're gonna go the other way, which they shouldn't do because. Yeah, well, rules, you know, but that's what they're going to I, do. I, I've had chats with you in the pub, Tell and Smart, ten, fifteen years ago about the fact that we never get seem to get treated as well. So, in other words, it's it, it, before we were, you know, champions, long time yeah. before, we never seem to get treated as well by the referees as. as I mean, United were always the, the, the you know, the the um, the example back in the day. So, you know, it, you know, and I re- I remember, you know, so many times going to Chelsea and. You know, we don't get penalties, 
and yet if you go up to United, United would always get at least one a game. I mean, you know, it, this seems to be going on for a lot longer than just since well, we've we been only champions. Had three or four penalties awarded a whole of last season. This just there is something going on. I reckon. Anyway, enough of that because we're going to talk about referees in, in the next part. I think it's time to uh, do our nominations for man of the match now. Slight difference this year, because what I'm going to do is, obviously this is what I think, but I think we can debate it and it's not final, all right? Blimey. I know. I'm getting more democratic the older <laughs> I get. To. So I, I've gone for Oscar, Begovic and Hazard. Who would you go for for your nominations, Tell Oh, nominations. Nominations. Oh, right. uh, William, Oscar and... Um, all right, maybe Begovic, yeah. Yeah. Why not? So... You've gone for William instead of Hazard for me. Yeah. Okay, Mark. I'm, I'm pretty much go along with with Chell Tell actually because I I didn't think Hazard did a hell of a lot in the game. Okay, so you're it, going William Oscar. Oscar yeah, I, I think Begovic. I am. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, Dan. Yeah, I agree with the other two. Okay, so yeah. I get it wrong. Okay, <coughs> that's like that's a good start to the season. So okay, the nominations therefore are Oscar Begovic and William. Hmm. So out of Oscar Begovic and William, who are you going for, Dan? Oscar, because he scored. Oscar. It's got to be, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think that's a bit of a no-brainer, really. It is, really. I'm out for William. Okay. I thought he was uh, yeah. He was put himself about so he, much, he ran his bollocks off. Yeah. He certainly and did, but he, 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 he didn't protect yeah, Branner but, enough. That, but that's, he, that's the only thing. He was trying and trying so much mm. to, to create openings and chances and get in there. And, uh, and chasing lost he, causes, yeah. Yeah, he really put himself about well, hell of a lot. I, I hate to disagree with you, Tel, particularly as it's your first show back for a long, long time. But I, I'm, I'm agreeing with Martin and Dan here. Oh, I, no. Oscar. Yeah, definitely Oscar for me. And they're all saying that on here. I've got one thing to say. Eric Morabito, lovely to see him back mm. in the house. But what a silly question, Eric. When did the fan car start? Completely missed the beginning. It's been starting at 7, seven o'clock, o'clock for as long as I can remember, seven Eric. 7 o'clock British summertime. So what's that? Because I think Eric's out on the West Coast, isn't he? So what is it over there? Two o'clock? No, uh, twelve midday. 12 midday? Yeah. Something like that. I think I met Eric in uh, in in the in the Fox and Hounds in Studio City. He will remind me if I'm wrong, but I'm bloody sure I did. Oh, it was Chich, a long time wasn't ago. Wasn't it 2011? No, 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 no. I mean, actually, this is a good point because me and Smart were talking about this at the weekend. This is actually our ninth season. Ninth. Our ninth. Well, because well, I mean, it's a bit of a fluke because we started in in season 2007-8. Yeah. Because we got the tail end of that season just before the uh, the Champions League final in yeah. Moscow, so it's not our technically our ninth full season. It's it's our eighth full season. It's the start of our ninth, but it is it is a technically our ninth our season. Ninth year. So how about that? I wonder if we can make it till ten. You know, we should we, get if, testimonial if, if we ever live that long. If we live that long, East Coast Chidge. I usually look at the email of the beginning since I'm at work. Missed y'all, mates. Looking forward to listening to tell. It's good to have you in here. So Eric, do, do, put me out of my misery. Good man. Did I did I meet you in Studio City or what? You know, I, I, I you know, I, my, I can't even remember what happened yesterday. So it's a pointless question, really. But put an old man out of his misery. You know, <laughs> everybody knows I'm suffering from senile dementia. All right. Um, anyway, good to have you in there. Everybody's going mentally active in Mixler, which is lovely to see. I'll have a quick look at Twitter during the break. Uh, and when we come back, we'll be discussing the red card. And uh, 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 well, we, you know, is is it worth settling for a point? And should we be moaning about the imminent death of the match day pub? Uh, so Oscar was man of the match then? Oscar was man of the match. Right. I think that went without saying, Smart. It well, did go without saying. Clearly it did. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we will be back in a minute. See you in a, see you in a sec.
the only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Right, we are back. I'm Stanford Chidge and you are listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast and uh, I think it's time to discuss the red card. Um, I think first up, Dan, it pains me to say it, but I think you could probably say it was a penalty. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, I know it was close to the line, but I think that was a penalty, wasn't it? I think it was. My first impression as well, when I saw it from my seat, penalty, I've seen it again. It's a penalty, Mm. you know. No. It was definitely right, contact. His foot went up. He caught the guy on the knee. It's bloody yeah. rubbish challenge. Yeah. It was it? right on the line of the penalty area. It was. That's, well, that's, that's the penalty. only that's doubt. That's I a penalty. Yeah. It's on the line. It's a penalty. Yeah. So pen. Well, Sorry. I was down the other end, Matthew Harding upper, and I haven't seen any replays or television. Well, so I, I have. Really it. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I mean, when, at the time, I, I was absolutely going potty because I had the same kind of view as you. I rubbish. Yeah. yeah. But when I watched it on Match of the Day... So, so it yeah, I, I, I really couldn't... I, I thought it looked pretty soft when I saw it from the other end yeah, of the pitch. Yeah. But, but, uh, Seeing on Match of the Day, it was a All pen. the pundits, oh. all, all, the, all, the, all the ex-Liverpool, whatever they are, pundits on there, they were all positive it was a penalty. Yeah, but... Uh, and here's his thing, you know, else, was it a red card? And I mean, the reason I mentioned this was because, weirdly, a lot of the pundits I've heard, it seems to be 50-50 between those who thought it should have been sent off and those who thought, uh, you know, he shouldn't have been, largely because... Gomez was going away from goal, and uh, and of course Cahill was 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 going to cover it. Although some some wag in the pub afterwards said clearly the referee had seen Cahill play, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> but I mean, in all honesty, I think that I think that that was much more fifty fifty. So the debate is: was he the last man? Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing is he's got a one game ban, so it was for being the last man, not for violent conduct. Yeah, yeah. So he thought he was the last man. He would have been banned anyway, wouldn't he, for a match? So he'd have got yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but but, the, matter, but really. what I'm saying, if he'd have got yeah. a three-game ban, it would, he'd have oh, sent yes. him off for kicking Gomez. So he was sending him off for being the last man. So, you know, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a Chelsea supporter, well, so I'm going to say, of course he shouldn't have been sent off. The only other possible argument is that Willian might have got around. He was the, he was the one that played him on the um, side. Cahill, Cahill was definitely Cahill was the man. I mean, the, ball was, the ball was going... Well away from goal. I don't think Gomez had complete control. Cahill had definitely got around and had an impact yeah. on the challenge. Yeah. Well, then T-Bone should get the benefit of the doubt from the goal from the ref. My, my view is, I think that's generally, it's a rubbish rule because the penalty is enough punishment. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, it's a penalty, stupid. yellow card, that's it. You it ruins the game. It's a, yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a double, next, double next jeopardy. question. What would Peter Cech have done in that situation? He would have stood there as I, long as he could. Well, you know, here's the thing. He wouldn't have been able to come with his hands because that would have been handball and it would have been the same Would he result. have been that far out of his, out of his goal? Possibly not. Czech would have probably come Possibly not. probably to his penalty, box, penalty spot because he never really, he never very rarely came rushing out unless he was under no pressure. You never really saw him on the edge of the He'd area. He'd come to the penalty box and then make Gomez yeah. make a decision, I would imagine. Yeah. But uh, he got sent off for a similar tackle at Wigan away. Yeah, I mean, Ch- did, yeah. Czech, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Dazza says Czech wouldn't have been that far out. So I think oh, I don't think he would. Yeah. You know, t- Courtois far more far out, man. Does that it's... mean that Gomez would have scored? Well, who knows? I mean, I, to, I, look, do you know what? I'm, I'm, to be really honest, I'm not inclined. I'm not inclined to blame Courtois for that. I don't. I well, think he, he has to make his decision. Yeah, he was stitched he up it. like a kipper by William playing him on bloody on well, yeah. side. You know, that, that's where the real fault lies. Um. I don't think he could have done much about it, but I think he. I think you know. I think that that was a. 
The point I'm trying to make is this. That was not a, a, a cast iron sending off by no, any means. And, you know, it was quite funny because I, I saw Dan Levine in the pub afterwards and, and, you know, we obviously had a very quick chat and he said, oh, how are you after that? And basically I just went off on one about Michael Oliver, uh, you know, who's the, uh, as a lot of people perhaps don't know, but the slightly simpler brother to Jamie Oliver. What, Doogie Howser? <laughs> what? He's a slightly more simple brother to Jamie Oliver. Retarded, I think, is the old word. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, yeah, he's a village idiot of the Premier League, really, isn't he, Michael Oliver? Anyway, the bottom line was, I, I felt uh, that Michael Oliver could not wait to send Chekhov, uh, sorry, uh, Courtois off, old habits die hard. He just couldn't wait to send him off. If he was chocolate, he would lick himself, Michael Oliver. He's one of a long line of referees. Ooh, ooh, first TV match of the... Or, or first match yeah. of the season. I'm on TV. I need, I need to make my mark. And he did. And, I, and the reason I say this as well, I, my, my further... My case for the prosecution, Malud, is that mm-hmm. thereafter, he then booked JT for talking to the linesman. Yes. Now, JT's the captain. He's the captain, exactly. And he was probably having a chat with the linesman as to, excuse me, mate, We're gonna why, make aren't, a why aren't you talking to the referee? Because you could see that Cahill would have covered that, in which case, why is Michael Oliver sending him off? Mind you, we don't know, actually. I suspect what, what, there was a few F's and C's thrown JC, in there, too. JT actually said to the uh, lino. Uh, I guess it wasn't very polite. Well, Dan did actually say yes, Chidge, but you know what JT you, you'd ha- have to how ask he would somebody, have said If anybody who's listening was in the front row of the shed at the time, they might actually know what JT said. I think yes. he might have said, is your wife home alone? Mm. Yeah, please. Ooh, naughty, naughty. I think he was probably going to call him something else, but I really <laughs> couldn't say any of the three things that I want to say. None of the adjective northern noun. Well, he wears, you know, he's a <laughs> yeah. what's, the, what's the other? I didn't even know. I don't, even, I don't even know. Well, that's what yeah. he said to somebody once upon a time a yeah. few seasons ago. Um, but anyway... Allegedly. Um, allegedly. Yeah. Um, but the bottom line is is that, uh, you know, I, I can understand why che- uh, by Courtois was sent off, but I just, I just, it just smelt, it just smelt of, of Oliver loving himself and wanting to make a big impression. It, it wasn't quite right. You know. This whole debate the referees just go on and on. Yeah. You know, do, do we have like two appeals like we have in other sports where if you think it's a wrong decision... You're allowed to peel it. Oh, oh, Jack Aranderchik. That's brilliant. Um, it was very clear from Sky footage what Mourinho thinks followed. I haven't seen that, so do write in here and tell me tell me what you mean. Because that would have been great. Some of the Sky feed is different to ones we see, because if it's overseas, yeah. I think it's a different feed, so yeah. they might have different cameras okay. on there. So. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure Jack will... Mourinho will... was very careful not to say anything about the disease. Yeah, no, you're quite right. Well, he, the first look, the season. Yeah, too early in the season. But this is where I'm going with this because the you know the whys or the wherefores should he have been sent off should he not have been sent off whatever the fact is he was and it's kind of cost us the game I think yeah of course yeah but here's the thing you know as I said earlier on it just it just smelt of bad doo doo from last season and and I just it made me think do we have a problem with refs Hazard's getting no protection Costa gets nothing every game but more to the point. We get far too many controversial sendings off where the referee looks like he's busting his bollocks. I think it's the other way around. I think, do refs have a problem with us? Yeah, well, that, exactly. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a much better way of putting it, Smart. Do you think this might go back to the Mikel incident with Clattenburg? And there's a bit of kind of bitterness yeah. towards Chelsea. The whole, the whole thing with Costa last year, stamping on that idiot from Liverpool. Yeah. Charlie there's, Chan. We have, we have maybe caused a few problems for ourselves, certainly the Clattenburg incident. That, perhaps could be handled better well was... Ron Gawley was very much at fault for that because yeah, he was the was... one that went steaming in and, and accusing and cu- I know I know well yeah. that's Ron Gawley for you yeah. 
I just want, I just want, and I mentioned this earlier on too, didn't I, Tom? I mean, you know, when Fer- Fergie and United got really decent treatment, and yeah. and they got really decent treatment because uh, I think a, a lot of it's crowd pressure. When you have got seventy five thousand people baying for a penalty, it's quite hard to resist that temptation. But of course, Fergie, every match would get into the head of the referees. Every match, he would decide how that re- match was going to be refereed, and and it worked. Well, and, and I just wonder, you know, Jose's antics i think he tries to do the same as fergie but i'm just getting this massive sense that it, it really is backfiring massively yeah well it's the Ferg- accent it's the ac- you're doing a glaswegian accent people listen it, you know it has worked they don't you're understand doing, a, what he's doing a portuguese accent it's just not the same it's doesn't it kalina that time when we had kalina for the controversial first leg in barcelona then kalina yeah. was the second leg for yeah. the 4-2 it does have an impact but i think it's it's backfiring on us i think dan it's too aggressive fergie was very very clever wordsmith fergie really was the clever. first one to do it and uh, the fa would sort of look in and they they were scared of fergie oh, were, he got away with and everything. so so then now now they may be thinking well marino is doing the same and we got to show that we're not going to tolerate this sort of thing uh, uh, but it's unfair to Chelsea because Mourinho's right and what he says about the FA Mourinho's right the refs are shite Mourinho's right the refs are shite (laughs) Um, I mean I I, I tell you what having seen it yesterday it being the first match I'm absolutely convinced that uh, we are getting rough treatment from the FA and, and, and well not the FA from the referees you know I mean they can't all be that incompetent and, and and you know can't they? Well, it's just it just defies logic, Martin, that that many referees can be that shit. They but all seem to be shit. I can't in my in all good conscience, I just can't believe that they're that they're biased. It's like the only thing suggest. they're consistent about I, is that they're all shit. Yeah, but I I do think I do think that that, that subconsciously I think tells points spot on. I think because of what we're about and what Mourinho says, they, they get their kind of defence in first uh, to prove that they're not, they're not influenced by him. And it's absolutely going the wrong way for us. Because mm. this was happening all season, last season. And, and the first match, boff, you know, a 50-50 and we don't get it. And then thereafter, every time Costa gets fouled, we don't get anything. It's, it's just too and, much. And no protection for Hazard. And no protection for Hazard. So, I'm, I'm, you know. Right, uh, now, uh, secondly, I think uh, it's about, uh, you know, really just to talk about the match a little bit, really. Um, uh, I'm just reading something off Mixer there. About, anyway, whatever, later. Right. Um, I thought what Jose said was quite interesting, you know, because after the match, because he said that we were, we were you know, he, he thought our quality in the first half was very good mm-hmm. and our spirit in the second half was very good too. And do you think that's fair? Or is he talking out of his rear end? We showed a bit of backbone to hang on. Yeah, I think Swansea were a good, good side actually. They had some good players yeah, there. I think that's a point that often yeah, gets. I think you know, I think I think the Montero whacking the ball into Gomez who was a handful all game. You know, I, I, they, they weren't rubbish, were they? Mm. And they defended well when they had to too. Mm. No, aren't they're, they're not a bad side, but. I, and I think it's a fair point. We we often ignore the fact that we're actually playing another team. But tell, do you think Mourinho's got a point? Uh, about what? Well, he said that we were really good quality in the first half and that we, that we showed great spirit in the second. Um, well, he's got to say something, and, and he's probably right. And we did show great spirit in the second, and the fans we played try their and part win it. a big time. We did, didn't big we? Big time in that. And it was a decent atmosphere, wasn't it? The second half got behind the team, I thought. Matthew Arnie's been what army. Matthew Arnie's been what army. It's a lot of that yeah, was good. That yeah, was good. Yeah, nice like, to see. Being um, one man down, uh, we were exposed. Expose at the back much more than normal, which uh, you know you were sitting there waiting 
Are Swansea going to knock one in? Are they going to knock one in? But we Better to knock one in than knock one out, Tom. <laughs> well, I've done that a few times. But anyway, we tried to... <laughs> Sometimes on the Chelsea fan cars, as yeah, we yeah. Especially when there's no Guinness. But, <laughs> but no, we, we, we did a sterling performance in the second half, going at them as much as they came at Chelsea. Yeah, we did. We tried to win it, and I thought that was impressive. I, I, I think that... You know, I think that Jose was trying to put a positive spin on it, frankly, because I, 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 did, I did think that we looked very sluggish, especially in defence. I think the thing that worried me most was that there was no cohesion in defence, midfield or attack, Dan. I mean, there wasn't really. They no. looked... they looked Disjointed. They did. Exactly they, the word know, I had in my yeah. head then, yeah. Well, we unf- yeah. Were Chelsea unfit? That's what I'm... Well, I, well I, we, we, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, I'm going to get into that in the next oh. part, Tell. I should read a script. That it, didn't, it didn't look... They look undercooked to me, basically. But uh, I definitely wouldn't argue with that. But I'm not worried about that because you know, at the end of the day, uh, Jose can work on that. You know, if, if if we played like drains and we didn't have a clue, then and, and and the players are all rubbish and you've never seen them be good, then you'd be worried. But I mean, I just think I think it's just a question that they need a bit more work. But if they it. are a bit undercooked from pre-season, is that such a bad thing? Well, I don't know. Talk about it next part. Three, oh, yeah. We've got three or four weeks with just one game a week, so he's got plenty of time to work on the on the training ground. I mean, you know, Monday, you know, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Champions League. So he's got three three clear weeks. He so. has, but I thought we, we, you know, and then he needs to sort it out in the next week because we need to get a result against City. Oh, I don't yeah. care what time it arrives in the season. I think he'll come out, come away with a draw, so and I think I. he'll set up to play for a draw, and that'll be fine. That'll be a good result. That, yeah. He will park the bus. He will park the bus. Mikel um, will play. I think the other thing that that struck me is that you know. Again, I think like you were all saying, you know, Swansea are a decent team, and they actually they played. They had a great plan, and then when when you know we went down to ten men, I thought that they they judged it really well. And I think I think Mourinho kind of made the point that they didn't quite know what to, Chelsea didn't quite know what to do, whether to defend or attack, and kind of caught got caught a little bit in between no man's land. And Swansea actually knew exactly what to do, which is to soak it up and hit us on the counter attack. And I mm. thought that they played that very very well. But I, I thought that. Um, you know, clearly there were three players who who had a very poor game for us, and that was Branagh, Cahill, and Fabregas. Mm-hmm. But they will not always have a very poor game. You know, you can count count the number of bad games that Branagh's had for Chelsea in his entire career on the fingers of one hand. Mm. You know, Cahill, I know he's prone to a bit of bad form. He was last year, but I think on balance he's usually you know a very reliable player for us. And Fabregas was one of our best players last year. So, you know, you get three player, key players that are in dodgy form, you know, you come away with a two-all draw, I'm happy with that. The, the only thing that worries me is that Fabregas has, sort of has a bit of a name for fading off towards you know, the latter part of the oh, season. Let's hope he's got it the other so, way around. So let, let's hope he hasn't started yet. Yeah, exactly, there is yeah. that. I mean, you know, it's early days, isn't it? I mean, there's no need to panic, for God's sake. It's, you know. it's game one. It's, yeah, tell that to Arsenal. Well, I was uh, going to say, tell you, great, have, great you, have, you have been reading the script because my next line is, well, let's all laugh at Arsenal. Uh, and I mean, you know, they are the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, we were a bit miz yesterday because I think, I think a lot of it's because of the expectation for the first game. Everybody's excited to be back and you... We've got such we're a champions. first game record. Yeah, I think our, 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 our first game record is, is in the last 17 games, I think. It, it's, uh, it's, it's won 14, drawn three, yeah, lost naught. I know. Correct. Yeah. But I think it is that expectation. We come back as champions. We haven't seen any football for two months. We were excited. So it's a bit... I think it was just disappointing that we didn't come away with a win. But, I mean, my mood considerably lightened yesterday when an Arsenal got beaten 2-0. Uh, not, 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 didn't everybody? Not least, yeah. because Czech, Czech was at fault for both of them, which made me really laugh my cock off. And, uh, and, and just as the cherry on, on the, the cherry on top of the icing, on top of the cake, 
were the number of vines going around yesterday, thanks to those mugs, Arsenal fan TV. But the best thing was Ty, the one who looks like Spike Lee dressed in Mother Care Arsenal. Has he got Arsenal a water retention gear. problem? Why does he keep <laughs> sucking on that baby's tit? He thinks he's on his mum's tit still, Ty. Anyway, he got a slap yesterday. We saw it on yeah, Vine. Yeah, it was yeah. absolutely <laughs> hilarious because you see it coming in off camera. This arm just comes across slap. Proper sparker, wasn't it? It was great. Yeah. I mean, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. The guy's an absolute muppet of the first degree. Him and that idiot Mo. Mo's next. Somebody slap him and everybody he's will cheer and be delight. I, the funniest thing is actually, I, I mean, you know, it's quite interesting actually, just a bit of a, a sidetrack off on that score um, because, you know, we're kind of in the same domain. You know, we, we are supporters, we do media, you know, for the supporters and all that. Yeah, um, but I, I really delighted in reading quite a lot of tweets sent to Mo and, and I'm not sure Ty, but certainly and Arsenal Fans TV from proper Arsenal fans, yes, there are one or two, saying you're an embarrassment to our club. Do they? That's good. You're an absolute embarrassment. Stop doing this. You're making us look like mugs. <laughs> yeah, you know. that's correct. And, and he's right, you know. And I'm really proud that actually Chelsea don't have anything like that. Yeah, you know, no, it's, it's... I mean, look, there, there's us that do the podcast. Uh, you've got the Chelsea who do the great podcast, London is Blue, the lads in the States. We've got Johnny and Tony et al. doing the podding shed. shed. Yeah. You know, all really good podcasts. You know, no, no, no. Yeah, you, yeah. Who say it how it is. Proper won't stuff. do it just to get hits or stuff. And then Chelsea Fans YouTube channel uh, with the lovely, wonderful Rory. Um, you, know, they, they, you know, they don't go down that route. You know, they, they actually... Rory talks a lot... Actually, going to try and get Rory on the show sometime in the future, actually. And we already have Charlie on the show, who we share with them. And... Sophie in the past, but they don't come out with you know sensationalist tripe just to get hits. Rory talks sense. I say the, the Arsenal fan TV seems to go with Claude, Mo, and a couple of people. They don't really have a great. Well, I mean, I mean Claude, look, not, Claude's all right as a TV yeah. as a TV producer. Arsenal fans TV have hit the mother load because it's a soap opera. Ty, Claude, and Mo. Okay, but as a football supporter, I, I you know, if, 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 if we had a if, fan, you'd hate. Them. Yeah, if I was a Chelsea supporter and we had the equivalent of Arsenal fans TV doing exactly that, oh, I would, no, I would slap them saying, myself, oh, no, mate. Them again, you know. And I'm just really proud of our our lot who are all involved in this that don't do that, you know. And Claude's a decent bloke actually, but he sets himself up for it, don't you know? If Claude, Claude, you're a decent bloke. You're a proper Arsenal fan. I respect yeah. that. Don't go near that bloody camera. You're just making yourself get when, when off every tried week. to. Bill, he said, naive. <coughs> N-I-V-E, naive, he said. Yeah, what a mug. Claude, Claude loves it, though. That's anyway. what he does it for. Well, I, I don't know why he does it. I mean, he was, you know, he was quite, I mean, he wasn't well, was he, last year? I mean, quite seriously, you know, and he doesn't deserve that. He should just, like, walk away from those pullocks. Is it okay that I've never, ever watched it? Yeah, you're, you're, you're fine. You're the, judge, you're the judge pickles of the Chelsea, of the, of the football fan media. I know. We'll teach you how to use Twitter late, later, yeah. Smart. Yeah, no, no, I do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't tweet much. We've, no, we've noticed. Um, very, very delighted to see Czech muck it up. Is anybody uh, shedding a tear about that? That was a great laugh. No, no. Agent Czech. Because he, he was their new hero. Yeah. He was going to save them 15 yeah. points a season. Didn't say to him. And the first game, he mucks it up. Yeah. I've not heard from Brilliant. my brother, the Gooner. Oh, yeah. Good. In fact, it's Murder Sacker to John Terry. You do the sums. Yeah, exactly. I'm delighted because, I mean, you know, I was talking to somebody in the pub, I think, yesterday about it, you know. You and go in pubs. I know, strange. Right. But, I mean, Arsenal fans, for me, are the embodiment of what is wrong with modern football. 
You know, they 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 all wear shirts. They they look like idiots. They they, they win Twitter Some of polls. Full kit to I know the check. Yeah, full kit. It's got nothing to do oh with football God. and supporting supporting your team. They're just the absolute mongfest of a football club. They really are. Anyway, moving along. Um, I, I I saw this quote um from the wonderful people at uh, uh, We Ain't Got No History, which is a really good website. I'll tell you more about that later. Tell, but their match report summed it up thusly, and I just thought this nailed it. Um. You know, if we'd have just had this, this could have been the shortest podcast ever if we'd have only said this and we would have still had a good show. They said, so, 2-2 it was, a frustrating draw, certainly, and one that doesn't feel as rough given how bad it might have been, but then feels rougher given how good it should have been. Such is life, such is football. Pretty much in a nutshell, I think. I know, they're good people that we ain't got no history, but I think that's a brilliant way of putting it. We got a 2-2 draw. It could have been worse. Yeah. It could have been better. Yeah. But it's no disaster. You know, not, as Michael Winner said, calm down, dear. It's just a commercial. Bless him. Anyway. 37 games to go. What, for Michael Winner? I thought he'd already gone. No, no, he's probably... Anyway, uh, right, now... I was at school with his son, you know. Were you really smart? Mm. Well, that doesn't surprise me in the least. Dave. Dave Winner. Dave Winner. Dave. Dave Winner. Sounds like a great name. Dave. I'm going to change my name by deed poll to Dave Winner. You know, that's a good idea. It's been taken Dave Winner. I'm a winner. I am actually, but more of that later. Right, uh, pre and post match pub. Uh, we have a. This is emergency mer- court in session. Court in session. Emergency court in session. Because I am not happy at all about Judge one hundred years. Yes, it's Judge Jeffrey Jeffrey's when you need him. Yeah, well, uh, he's he's not here tonight. He was there yesterday. Judge you. He was at the AGM yesterday. But, uh, I mean, you know, because everybody knows that I, I take far more interest in the pre and the post match than quite often they do at the actual match. And I will quite often gauge whether it's been a good day or a bad day by the how good the pre and the post match was, even if we've lost horribly. But it was really depressing. I have to be honest with you, people. Uh, the fin was half empty, although that wasn't that wasn't a bad thing because it meant we got served yeah. really quick. But basically, it wasn't like it was last year, which is rammed full of everybody you know, all going mad. It was hot a great in time. There. Very hot, and it was much nicer outside. It was. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that we're we're missing dear Jeff. The Bless beer him. Was pissed. But it was afterwards, it was afterwards that really stuck in my craw because, you know, my time-honoured um, routine is to, to go to the Finn before and then I go, you know, uh, to the Rose afterwards because I like to see CFC away and Tritz and, and John Fleming and all of that lot, you know, who are great fun to drink with for a bit of a session uh, afterwards. And I, and I really like seeing them. And I walked in there and the bloody garden was shut. I beg your pardon. What? I, I never promised you a rose garden. <laughs> 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 I, just, I was thinking that, but you said it, which is brilliant. Yeah, I know. I was really pissed off with that. So, uh, you know, I basically had a bit of a hissy diva fit, as anybody who was there will remember. I think yes. Tell was, yes. <laughs> yeah. I think I stopped. it was hot in there. Why I did the storm. I actually stormed now, didn't I, Tell? Well, why wasn't the garden open? Well, because, and this is another thing that annoys me, because apparently one neighbour has complained about the noise. One, one neighbour. I'm sorry, one person complained. They're a nutter. You know, tell them where to go. So how, how long is the noise going to go on for? People coming for a post-match pint and they have a two or three maybe and by half past eight, they're all buggering off. And it's not another home game t- for three weeks. Well, so, I know. Well, I mean, I subsequently found out that um, apparently uh, the garden, as far as the football's concerned, will now be shut at seven o'clock. So, of course, we had the perfect storm of a late kickoff. So it was already shut by the time we got in there, getting Stupid. on for half seven. 
But apparently, if it's an early kickoff at lunchtime, then the garden will be open until seven. So they have to shut the garden at seven. But I just think this is, uh, you know, this is this is appalling. I mean, it gets worse. I mean, I we, we I as, as Tell knows, I, I stormed out, swearing quite profusely about what I thought of the pub, and and then I headed off to the jam tree with uh, the wonderful Buncey and uh, and Pete, you know, Chelsea fella on Twitter, mm. lovely lads. Uh, and uh, we went to the jam tree because thought, aha, jam tree's got a garden, that'll be all right. And I've gone in there a lot after, it's been quite quiet. And they wouldn't even let us in because apparently we didn't have a reservation to go into the pub. Not for a table, you have to book to go in the pub. Unbelievable. Cobblers. Yeah, absolutely. We ended, basically, we ended up back at the fin. They don't deserve us. Yeah, they don't. Well, we ended up back in the in, in the. Pit. I mean, the thing is that I'm really leading up to is that I think it's it's it, not that I didn't know it already, but there's a massive, massive problem with pubs in Chelsea generally. I mean, I think we were talking before before the podcast, weren't we? The Lazy Fox is shut, the Barrow Boy, the Little Imp's closing, so even more pubs have shut. I mean, yeah, but you look at our history. twenty pubs in the last you look ten at years. Our history. Shut? When we first started going to football together, we used to go to the Wheat Sheaf. We did, and we used to go to the Mitre. We did. And we used to go to the George. We did. And the Duke of uh, Edinburgh down the road. Yes. Yeah. And we uh, we used to go to the Maltster. We did. Uh, uh, those pubs, they've they're all, all gone. gone. They're all gone. Well, Duke of Edinburgh's still there. Yeah. Mitre's still there. Uh, the, the, the Lord Palmerston or the... Or the, the Morrison's. The Morrison. Yeah, yeah, that went. We used yeah. to drink their hand and flower. Yeah. Uh, Southern I Cross. Mean, yeah, Southern Cross. Although Pete was saying that the Southern Cross was quite decent before, actually. It's yeah. not anti-football supporters. Oh, okay. But I mean, I think there's there's a twofold problem. One is that a lot of the pubs are going out of business, and two, the ones that are left clearly don't want football supporters in there. That's that's the only the conclusion I can draw from that. Yeah, the Imperial, another one. That's the only conclusion I can draw, and I and I think that there's a massive disconnect between the pubs and the residents and and the supporters, and we need to do something about it because I mean, it would be very simple to sit here knowing full well that we're all going to be. You know, going to Wembley probably uh, for three or four years, drinking elsewhere. They'll miss us. They'll they'll go out of business, smart. Hmm. They'll go out of business, and 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 a, a huge part of me wants to laugh my cock off at that. But actually, on the other side, I actually want to come back to Chelsea and drink in pubs. You know, and I don't think there'll be any left. And and I mean, surely don't they realise that? That I mean, come on, it's a symbiotic relationship. We need each other. Work together and sort it out. Well, and to, to, to shut a garden because one neighbour complains. That what, what do these pubs take on a match day? They must no be taking idea. 20, 30 oh, grand. Jeff, Jeff, uh, and, and, and you've got, <coughs> and you're talking about 19 league games and then another, what, six, seven, eight? 25 to 30 years maximum. Cut, Jeff cut sold games? 2,000 pints, the Palace game, yeah. at four pound a pint. Worked hmm? out the maths. Yeah. 8,000. Even eight, I worked yeah. that out. But he is, that's a small pub. Yeah. But think yeah, think what the big pubs are taking. If you're doing that one, you know, think what the big pubs are taking. Yeah. Yeah. You know the Brogans and the and, and the, yeah. Yeah. the Elk and people like that. Well, that's yeah. that's what we'll be left with. I mean, this is what I fear for: is that there'll be so few pubs left that you won't be able to get into them anyway because they'll be so rammed because there are sold, no pubs, soulless pubs. Well, when Chelsea moved, the, the residents are going to take full advantage of that, and over the five years or whatever we're away, they're going to clamp down. The residents will, will make sure that that the pubs are going to be anti-football, for sure. Well, so, there won't be any football there, so we might have been out of sight, no, out of I mind. Mean, when Chelsea come back to Stamford Bridge, your pubs are going to be anti-football yeah, but the fans. landlords are not that stupid, no. Tell. I well, know it's a the big resident, shot of residents cash. Are... Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Rich and powerful, though. Well... They well, they're not—they're going to be kicking up a stink enough about the stadium. So, actually, I—I I I, I know where you're coming from, Tom. I think you've got a valid point, but I think that they'll—they'll that they'll be blindsided by focusing on uh, protesting about the stadium. They'll forget about the pubs. I think actually, the, I think there's more of a chance that there won't be any pubs left. And I, what I mean by that is that you know they're not all going to shut because we're not there, but they're going to—they're going to like all good businesses. They're going to have to adapt to their marketplace and there won't be football fans which means they'll all end up as bistros they'll have three seasons of it there won't be pubs they'll be bistros yeah, and restaurants they'll all, they'll all, ch- all change and Chelsea used to be the place where there's the most pubs yep. of uh, <clears throat> any club I mean the Pelican which is now Tommy Tucker that's gone completely gastro hasn't it it's bloody expensive yeah. as well you know and this is the other thing you know I mean I know a lot of the pubs put their prices but I, I just wonder I, I mean I, I can actually foresee a time where you know, you won't drink near the ground anymore. I mean, and, and you know, you'll meet up. I mean, I, I mean, you know, you come in from, uh, Henley. from from Henley, so we could meet up in the in, in Paddington. I've yeah. got a lot of mates who come up from the southwest, like me. We could meet round here or Victoria. Yeah. And I, I think, I think, I can see a time, and that's what will happen. You know, that we'll we'll be drinking away from the ground. It'll arrive and like, like West Ham twenty minutes before the game. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, something like that. Well, that might be fun, really. We'd do a better job than they would. Um, but, you know, I can see that happening. And, and, and I have to say, I'm really depressed about it because, you know, my, my fundamental reason for being so aggressively behind the, 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 the whole point of, of, of Chelsea staying at Stamford Bridge, which wonderfully now seems to be happening, but the reason for me wanting that was because I didn't want to move away from the area because, for yeah. me, it was all about going down to that area, drinking in those pubs, meeting my friends there and having a great day in the football, you know, so what? Well, let's hope they have some nice bars in the new ground. Six pounds a pint. When well, they build it. I, I, maybe, well, maybe, maybe, you know, cheap, I tell yeah. you what, you know, actually smart, that's a really, really good point. And I mean, you know, we, we, we had the, uh, the CSTSGM yesterday and, you know, a lot of the talk was, uh, you know, how much input we as supporters can have mm. in making sure that they make the right decisions about the stadium. One thing that hasn't been mentioned is 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 creating environments there for us to drink before and afterwards. Mm. And actually, you know what? That's probably not a bad idea 
But keeping Clubble, the prices to outside prices. Well, if they keep the prices reasonable, people will come. And it's big and, enough. And decent lager, not sponsored. You know, I think maybe we need to start pushing for this because, I, I, you know, I think the consensus around the table is that there probably won't be any bloody pubs But we there. should be feeding this back to the club. I think we should. Through the fans forum, whatever. I think, well, no, no, I think we'll, we'll, we'll use the, the trust for this one. Yeah, okay. But I, I think, I think, I think uh, that's a very, well done. Whoever came up with that idea in my Captain Mannering way, well done. What did he used to say about that? I wondered who was kind of say that. That's the one. <laughs> well done, Tell. <laughs> on that very to have like, like like you know plazas, squares, courtyards, places where you, where you can gather. Well, I think maybe that's we should push for this yeah. because you know well what else? Because otherwise, as I said, I think I can really see us not drinking in the area, which would be a tragedy. Because they're talking about pedestrianising big lumps of the Fulham Road there, aren't they? So so you know there's maybe the scope for that. If you do the sums, yeah. Okay, on that very positive note, gentlemen, I feel that we have made progress for peace and uh, mankind here tonight by discussing that one. Uh, but after the break, uh, we're going to be asking, why did Chelsea screw up in the pre-season uh, preparation and do they need to buy some new players in the last three weeks of the transfer window? Discuss. See you in a sec. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Real fans, real opinions. Footballfancast.com Okay, we're back. We're refreshed. Some of us have been to the loo, some of us have had a fag, and some of us have made a coffee. That'd be me. Uh, I am Stanford Chidge, and of course you are listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. This is what we call part three. Uh, and I thought it'd be good to kind of have a quick look at... Um, reasons, reasons to, to be, be cheerful. cheerful. Well, no, actually. Quite the opposite, sadly, because it's a really talking about how I think we've cocked up the pre-season and the fact that uh, I don't think... Uh, I mean, we've been as active as in the transfer market as we need to be. So, uh, starting off with our poor pre-season, I, I, and as we said, we alluded to this, actually, when we were talking about the match, but the team looked thoroughly undercooked to me, Smart. Um, and mm. Now, I don't take any notice or credence at all about a, you know, any pre-season friendly. I think they're an absolute waste of space. They're only to get the players fit. That's yeah. all they're for. You know, they are not... You know, it's just, it's just about fitness. But that having been said... I think that the pre-season, and, and we're, we are suffering the consequences of this, and this is the point, but I think the pre-season was thoroughly ill-thought because given that the season finished quite late and given that the season's actually started a good week or two earlier than it normally does, why on God's earth did they go over to Australia and the States for their pre-season matches? Um, it, to me, it smacks of the commercial interest taking precedent, precedence over the playing interest. Well, first part. of all, Australia wasn't really pre-season. It was a kind of a... a, 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 a Wouldn't they have been better served having a week off? interest over there for the, for the Antipodean supporters, wasn't it? Yeah, but yeah. wouldn't they have benefited yeah, yeah. from a week off? Absolutely right, they would. Yes, yes they you would. You know? Yes, they would. Um, but that actually, pre-season then, it, it was relatively short. Yeah, I know, and that's what I'm saying. I, I, I think they, if they, rather than, I mean, the other, here's another thing. I mentioned this in my article, what is up on the Chelsea Fancast website today. Um, I remember last season, Jose Mourinho, Dan, was making quite a big thing 
about the fact that we had a, a, a very kind of Euro-centric pre-season when the likes mm. of Man United were globetrotting. Mm. And he was saying, well, of course, you know, our players will be fresher and they won't be as tired because you don't have jet lag and yada, 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 yada. So he was making a big thing of that then. And now we've gone, I think, done it even worse than they have in a way because the, the, seasons, the, the pre-season was so compacted to go off and play, you know, and do all of that, you know, Instead of, I mean, if they'd stayed more locally, I think it would have had less impact. That's kind of what I'm saying. Okay, to put a sort of, yeah, I don't know, clutching at straws really, but put a little bit of a positive. At least they based the whole camp in one place in Toronto, uh, and and they they travelled to yeah. the game. Well, that's and went that's back. true. So they had a base, uh, um, but it was just too short, wasn't it? Well, I just, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, like I said, there's there's there's, there's a few guys here. Ali's saying that we played well against Barca. I, 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 I think it's irrelevant. I don't. I don't think it's it's relevant at all how how we play in preseason. They're not proper matches. They're just purely for training, getting the players fit. But I think all of us around the table, I wouldn't say we would definitively say that the team look uh, unfit. But I have a sense that they're not quite looking fit enough or but sharp the, the, enough. In the Fiorentina game, I mean, all the first half was was, was the the reserves. Yeah. Uh, so that there was. No benefit. Compet- in that. The competitive games brings out the sharpness. It does I think that's the whole mm. thing? It's, it's, it's game one. I don't think anybody from watching match today was outstanding. No, we were a bit lethargic. But it's, it's, or as Brendan Rodgers might say, outstanding. Great character, Chief. great, great personality. Team showing great personality. Outstanding. Tell no, it's Pakistani. Oh. The, pro- the problem is modern, modern day football. You have to accept that we're now. I hate the word a brand. We're not a club anymore. I hate that word. I Forg- hate it. Forgive me for saying it, but we have to like it or not. With success comes. You know, we have to go to America. A bit like us, Dan. With success yeah. comes responsibility. And a very nice trophy. In our in case, irresponsibility. Yeah. If they haven't and got next, it all sussed out by now, when are they going to get sussed out? Next year's... Next what, year's what, do you, what do you mean, yeah. Tell? I mean, uh, you know, as uh, getting the team fit for the new season to the maximum on on well, the first game yeah. to, to making money in the off-season. But this is the point that I'm making. You know, the priority for this club is to make sure that the team performs at the highest level it possibly can. And that means by the first match of the Premier League season, bollocks to the charity shield, it's it's irrelevant. But the first Premier League game of the season, they need to be at 100% up and running. Now, okay, I accept that the reality is that very few teams, if any, are ever going to be in peak condition in the first match because, as Dan rightly said, you know, you do need a few competitive matches to really get into your groove. It should be the same for all of them. But, you know, you should be at the best possible condition you can be minus the match sharpness that you'll get. And and I don't think that they are. And I think that that's because they had to go to the States. I agree. But, again, to try and put maybe a little positive spin on it, Dan said very eloquently earlier that we have one game a week for the next month. Last season, if you think back, the players were getting very, very leggy in the last couple of months of the season mm. because there wasn't the depth in the squad to do enough rotation to keep everybody fresh. So perhaps this is actually a deliberate thing that we don't hit the season, the first game of the season, absolutely flat out and running and cracking walnuts yeah. between our eyebrows because there's time in the next month. Pickled eggs and walnuts, Mark. Well, there's, yeah. there's time in the next month to, to you know, to, to work on the fitness as they go through. And also these players have got would have had regimes over the summer. Their, their base fitness is probably not going to be too much to what it needs to be because they don't go off and well, there get was the there was the the, the, the um, American 
couple, couple of the American yeah. awards. Yeah, well, the, the South Americans are all but then, but then Oscar looked really sharp. So he did. He, didn't, he, he was injured. He didn't play. He had the summer off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he's got something to prove, and and I and I really do hope that he gets it right this season, Oscar. Because actually, this kind of links in with what I wanted to say about the transfers, really. And I'll I'll, I'll hopefully pick that point up in a minute. But um, you know, Jose has actually come out on record as saying we're not going to make any more transfers. Of course, nobody believes him. Um, but the the other point that he made, I thought, was quite interesting, which is that yes, I know all the other teams have strengthened, but you know, I'm hoping that a lot of the players in my squad will improve. Mm. And if they improve, that is kind of... Well, I think what he's really saying is it's almost like making a signing. And I, and I, th- I actually think, you know, fair enough, there's actually there's some sense to that. And I think if you look at a player like Oscar, for example, who, let's face it, for the last year and a half has disappointed. But I still think that this kid has the potential to be one of the best midfielders he in the world. He always looked yeah. tired. The last two seasons yeah. he's looked tired. Well, he's had five years of non-stop football. Yeah. Non-stop. Yeah. So maybe the, yeah. break, maybe the break will do him good. But I think, yeah. I think this is a massive year for Oscar. I think this year he needs to prove how good he can be. Yeah. But the corollary of that is if he does do that this season, it's almost going to be like a signing a new player because he's, he will be fantastic. But can you remember Jose saying that Oscar was his number 10? Well, exactly. Yeah. And we got rid of Massa because of that, didn't we? But you, you, you've copped that up now because you think you should be playing holding roles. So. Well, no, no well, I, well, yeah, all right, I do. But, I mean, you know, it's just an opinion, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the other thing is, uh, just to, to, to go around the team, yes, there are some other players. I mean, like Hazard, you know, Hazard had a superb season last year. Really? But there, clearly this kid can improve. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he can improve to the extent where he is, you know, he's rivaling Messi and Ronaldo as, as yes. the best player in the world. Yes, goals. You know, so he, he can improve. Willian, who I, I, I'm a massive fan of Willian. Me I think, too, I think yeah. He's, yeah. But yeah. Willian can improve. You know, yes. he can score more goals. Yes. He can be more accurate with his shooting. Da, 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 da. So I, I kind of agree with what Jose is saying to a certain extent that, that a lot of that team can improve. But here's the thing, and you, I think, were alluding to this point brilliantly a second ago, Martin. The problem with the team that we have is not with the. And interestingly enough, Jose picked. What did he pick? He picked the best eleven yesterday. That was that, that was our first eleven that yeah. went out. Yesterday. We could have all predicted that. Yeah. Um, the problem is not with that. What we saw last season, as you were saying, we don't have that squad depth. There are only maybe fourteen players in that squad that that Jose trusts. Mm. So, and this is what I'm saying about I'm a bit peeved about the lack of activity in the transfer market because actually what we need are good backup. You know, Salah and Quadro. I mean, Salah's gone thankfully. Quadrado will never be a decent Chelsea well, player we don't in my know opinion. That. We don't I don't know think that. he will. No. You know, so so you well don't out. you don't have players out just outside the best He's a eleven. Bit powder puff, isn't he? You don't have players outside the best eleven, which is what we saw on Saturday, who can push those in that eleven if they're out of form, or who he can rely on to bring in and do a proper job. Mm. I mean maybe you know, there are one or two, but you know, it's a twenty five man squad and I don't think it's deep enough. I don't think it's deep enough qualitatively. Yeah. And if that's the case, that we do need to go. I mean, for example, sorry, I'm off on one. I know, but um, John, John Stones, uh, that's for me a perfect kind of buy. Absolutely. Because he will be pushing. And we need English players. He will be pushing yeah. Cahill and Terry, uh, possibly Zuma, for, for a place. He won't be an immediate starter. But what a player to have coming in as backup, mm. you know. I, I was we disappointed we didn't get Luke Shaw, to be honest. I'm not. I don't, I'm not. I, not at well, all. we do need a left back. We haven't got one at no, all, don't forget, because yeah. Espy's a right back. I, I, there's something wrong with Luke Shaw. Maybe. Yeah, I think it's got to his head. Mm. Well, it's because he wanted to come to Chelsea and he ended up at Man U. But if you're, if, you're, if you're a 19, 20-year-old kid with that much talent, and let's be fair, he's got a huge amount of talent and you can't even get yourself in physical peak condition, there's mm. got to be something wrong. Well, you can actually blame the club for that as much as the player. Well, I'm sorry, the player has to, to take some responsibility yeah. too. You're a professional athlete, you have to take some. Yeah, you're earning that amount of money. I mean, not that that really has anything to do with it, but you're a professional athlete, 
and you've got to look after yourself. And he, yes. and he was fat last year. No other, no other way of describing it. No. You know, and I speak as one who knows. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I second that. So, I mean, you know... But we do need a left back. Yeah. I mean, okay, That's here's the, here's the question. Here's the question to you boys. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take it in turns. I mean, number one, do we need to buy more players under, under the basis that I was discussing, Tell? What, you mean uh, before the transfer window shuts? Yes. Um, it would be nice to surprise the rest of the Premier League and buy someone really good. But Josie, I think he prefers a smaller squad. And uh, he was happy with last season's squad, of course. I don't think he was, Tell. Well, no, he, he, he was only picking no, fourteen players before, out of twenty-five. Yeah, well, the season, yeah, but he's that's, that's the way he works. He, he he has his small squad of fourteen, whatever, mm. and the others are peripheral. It's quite old school, though. I quite like that in a funny sort of yeah. way. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's, that's what he likes. Yeah. And, he likes you know, a squad of twenty-one and three keepers. Yeah, mm, but yeah. but he has small squ- squad that he uses ninety-nine percent of the time, which is the way he won the league last season, and so he's he's happy working that way. But it would be nice to. Get a, a new person into. We do do need a left back to shake up the th- rest of the yeah. team. I think we've got one because I think I think Baba Baba oh. Raman is is pretty much a done deal. Not one Baba, two Baba, three Baba Yaro. Indian that, mystic. No, that was Baba Baba something else. <laughs> but no, Baba Raman is a, a Ghanaian uh, left back, and yeah. I think that's a done deal. But I, oh, I, yeah, I, I agree with Baba, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree with you to a certain extent, Tell, about yes, of course, even if we had twenty five superb players, he would still only pick his favourite fourteen. Yeah. But I think I think what we need um backup for is 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 for these examples, Costa has clearly still got a dodgy hamstring. You know, he is not gonna play every game. He looked, this he looked all right on Saturday. He, he looked all right, but we know he, we know there's an issue there. So it's got Falcao there. Well, I, Falcao's still a massive gamble after yeah. his horrible year at United. Yeah. We don't know about him. Remy? Uh, you know, Remy's okay, but I Remy's not, not he's not our number one striker. You know, and I, I think we are we are thin up top. You know, uh, something that yeah, like, so could, could be said yeah, amongst right. some of the people here. All right, all right. But you know, I, th- I think you know we're we're. You know, if Costa gets injured or suspended for a few games, you know, and we're relying on either Remy or, or, or Falcao, that worries me. Well, who else are you going to get in as a top striker? Well, there it, well I yeah. mean, you know, maybe get, get... I mean, it's a difficult question, I accept that. But, I, I mean, Fabregas, if he gets injured or suspended for a long time, who's going to supply the bullets? If Hazard gets a horrible injury, which could happen, who, who replaces him? Nobody. Well, no one can replace him. I know, really. but, you know, it, what I'm saying is, you know, having somebody like Salah and Cuadrado there ain't going to cut it. But they're going to want what well, Salah wanted his first team football. Uh, so who would be willing to wait in the wings? Maybe only, only playing once or twice a season. Well, that's, that's a, yeah, that's or, or challenge for the bloody first team spot. I think, I think actually, this is because we were talking about this in the pub before, weren't we? Too many of these players that have come in aren't prepared to graft and say, I'm going to fight for my place. Yeah, Kevin because, De Bruyne being an example. Because we, we expect such high quality players that they know they can get in. Most other teams, first team straight away. So they're not willing to hang about at Chelsea to try and get in Chelsea's Which team. I think is poor. Because if they, mm. if they fall, if they, if they believe in themselves, if they believe they're good enough, and they can ch- you know, ch- go, go for it, challenge for a place in one of the best clubs in Europe. Surely, if, if I'm, if, you know, I, I, whatever I've done, I've always tried to be the best I possibly can in the best environment. I don't go, oh, I don't think I'll cut it there. I'll go and have an easy gig. It's, it's not ambition. about. You've got to have yeah. it if you're going to get in. You know. Yeah, but they can get in anyone's else's first team, even yeah. Man or Man City. Yeah, no, I agree. Man. I, tell so, I agree. So I they, agree. Don't, they don't want to hang about in the reserves. Well, but anyway, that's I a think problem that, I, that Jose 
it, knows too only too well and he sorts out well I think it, I, I think it's very sad that that's the case I think you're absolutely spot on mate but I think it's very very sad I really do so um, so Dan what do you think do we, do we need to buy on if so who and what um, yes we do but as has been alluded at first 11 is solid and you literally will buy and will improve I think think they will yeah Mm. another year playing together they're young we're essentially buying squad depth I think Moses possibly might give us a bit more depth although still not 100% convinced about him Chirore then we go back to debate do the kids get more game time this season although three of them now are on loan we've only got Loftus-Cheek from that that group of four from last season I don't think the kids (coughs) are the answer really I mean you know because if we're complaining about right. if we if we're complaining about um, players who are on the fringe of the first team who are already internationals not being good enough, I think that's a huge amount of pressure to put on a youngster to expect them to deliver like a quality international will. It's just unfair, you know. They're they're basically being held to ransom in yeah. a way. I think. Yeah. I, mean, like I, I think that we'd all be behind them massively because we love the course, idea of kids yeah. playing. But I don't think it's the answer. I would I would like to take another forward at the expense of Remy. I think if we get another forward in who's who's at that level, won't sacrifice Remy. I think attacking midfielders to give the front three some competition. I've got sympathy with Remy though because when he's, he's come on, he's always I'll done well wrong, for his, and he scored goals. He, there's times when he's looked. He does seem to lose a ball yeah, he's, more than he should. Yeah, I can't. Another forward, a backup attacking midfielder of, of good quality. I mean, Pedro is a decent player, but would he come and want to sit on the bench? They, are, they reckon that he won't, because actually the rumour is he's going to go to United, not us. Mm. I think we flushed him out. But actually there's a rumour saying that he's going to stay at Barcelona because Neymar's got this, I think he's got chicken pox, hasn't he? Has he? Mm, something like that. But he's not well, so they, they're not going to let him go. On the subject of Moses, I was surprised when he went online or, or, or whatever Chelsea did with him because I always thought he was a decent player and he's come back and he's and he's still and he played, young he's only 23 or something I've always thought he's decent Moses he's I, I, I don't see why and he's got a great song tell has he Victor Moses wah wah you remember the crazy horses Marco yes, and DJ yeah, yeah. came up with that Victor <laughs> Moses now I'm really getting quite enthusiastic about signing Baba Raman because well, we can re- no, three, exactly because yeah. we can reincarnate the, the oh, Babiaro song yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Better not be Babiaro. Babiaro O'Reilly. <laughs> Maybe that's what his name is. Also, I think the future would be Stones and Zuma as a, you know, a centre-back partnership, because I think that's the plan. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Tail I mean, on the bench. In a perfect yeah. world, for me, you need you need a backup left and right back. Yeah. Okay? You'd need one backup centre-back, which yeah. is, would be John Stones, one backup defensive midfielder, because if something happens to Matic, we don't have a player as good as him to be able to do a job. I mean, Mikel... Neither does anybody else. Arguably... This is also very true. But a backup defensive midfielder, a backup creative midfielder, and a striker. And there's your seven. Am I being greedy? No, there's your seven. No, there's I think I, that's, that's reasonable. And I say that because I don't think that the, uh, the, the players on the fringe of the squad, apart from... I think, I think, you know, I've still got a lot of faith in Mikel. He is known to Manu Matic, but then who is? Yeah. But I, Mikel can, has proven to be able to I do a job. On my bench. I don't have a problem with yeah. John Obi Mikel, but I'm struggling a bit with the others. Moses, me. Remy, I, Ramirez, I have no problem Ramirez. with. They can do a job. Ramirez. Ramirez can do a job so it's not actually as bad as I'm liking to paint it no. am I being a little bit sensationist here Tom uh, I haven't got all Arsenal fan TV I don't know about that but, uh, but no we have got strength in depth but not of world quality but who has you can, yeah you cannot have world quality no you can't in depth it just worries me because I think I think I think we all know that that we did come up short a little bit last year in term I mean you know we weren't we, we 
we kind of staggered towards the line last year rather than absolutely well, smash Josie, it. Josie had his Even though he had line. such a big big gap in points. I, you know, we were not playing well for the last well, two like months. The PSG game was case in point, wasn't it? The Champions League, we, yeah. we did draw blank there. And I, I think we, we not only... It'd be, it'd be good to retain the Premier League title. It's going to be bloody hard. But I also think we need to mount a more successful campaign in the Champions League. And, I, and, I, and I, I, to, with my hand on my heart, I think with the squad that they've got at the moment, I think they're going to find that hard. I agree. You know, and it pains me to say it, but I, I just think that. I don't know how much impact the stadium's having on squad spending. I mean, there should be money out there given the net spend we've had. None at all, Dan. No, okay. I don't think so because if we if we spend the moolah on that new stadium, I mean, one thing I do know is that all the plans that have been built, uh, set up for the new stadium has got nothing to do with Chelsea FC. It's yeah. all Roman's project. So I'm just wondering that if that's the case, Roman's going to spend that, spend his own money on doing that, which will ring fence it away from the club. Yeah. Although the corollary of that, of course, is it's very useful to have that money aggregated into the club because, of course, it will mitigate them against FFP. Yeah. Without sounding all Jake Cohen here, because he would do this better than me. Okay, and also I don't the, think we have an issue with FFP anyway. No, no. and all the money net transfer net spend. It's all about net spend, mate. It's all about net, net spend, isn't it? Lovely. I, I wouldn't be surprised. If there's one or two that come in before. The We're end the, of the best month. net spenders in the league. Yeah. We're the hmm. net spenders in the league. Oh. Yeah. Horrible, horrible. I mean, that, what's that got to do with That's football? Such an Arsenal chart. What is that got to do? Such with football? an Arsenal chart. They sing with the best. No, they don't. No, they don't. I, I made that up. Tell yeah. that was a joke. But they pride themselves on on well, yeah, on, on net. That. That, that's that great vine kicking around with that other Arsenal yeah, fans, yeah. You idiot Mo. Going on about oh next yeah, I saw, I saw that one yeah, today. We've yeah. got spreadsheets, haven't you? Idiots. We've got spreadsheets. Okay, so there we go. Um, you know, I think on balance we would all agree that it would probably be nice if we could strengthen the the, the depth of the squad with some quality players. But it, I don't know that well, any got, top player is around to buy. You, do you think we will? No, you don't think we will. We've I got think, two and a half weeks left to do it. We will. It three weeks. Three It'll weeks. Be nice. I think two will come in confident. I, think I don't think you've know, any more than yeah, I, I mean, actually, you know what, Eric? Eric has just made an absolutely boss, boss, boss point. You know, we, we bought Michael Ballack as a, as a backup squad player back in the day, didn't we? And look what he did for us. And he was superb. A bit like, I, 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 you know, it kind of pains me to say it, possibly like Man United have done with, with Bitter Bitter Schweiny. You know, he, he may be old, yeah, but he can still biz, play. But yeah. if they do the bids, they do the bids. They've got yeah. the experience, but it's... A, Always want to be a risk. Yeah. Man U and but that's an interesting point. Eric, that's a cracking point, mate. I'd forgotten all about that. But yeah. I, I honestly I don't know. I, 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 I fear I fear that we won't be able to compete on all fronts if nothing happens to change the current squad. If we can get a couple of players in like Dan saying, mm. John Stones being one of them, maybe another one. I think that'll help. But uh, I think we will see, won't we? Two players, I think, would make a difference here. Yeah. I think what we might do is get my old mate Rob Shepherd on in the next week or two, because he usually knows about what's going on. But anyway, anyway, we will see. Right, final point in this little part. I know I hiccup there, Tell. I'm sorry. It's the lager from earlier mixing coffee? with the coffee. Is that, is that coffee yeah. Yeah. Too many bubbles in the coffee. Right, uh, last uh, but no means least. I just wanted to mention this because um, you know Jose. Uh, publicly dug out uh, the medical team and by implication the lovely Eva uh, because they uh, the medical team ran onto the pitch really quickly when they saw that um, Hazard was injured so they thought and uh, there's been a bit of a fuss about it you know one and I, I think that I want to ask two things really one should they have come out on the pitch so quickly and two should Jose have dug them out in public First, um, the referee has to invite them on. They can't just come on. I think they right. did just dive on, though. No, the referee's got to come on. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And two, 
he, he said it. It's, it's something and nothing. I'm sure behind the scenes he's kind of you know made his piece. I think the referee invites him on. We didn't know how serious it was, nor did Joe say they did the right thing. Had to come on. As as for the whole kind of you know Twitter storm about it, it's just because you've got a nice bum. I think it, you know it'd be very interesting if it had been Brian English, whether we'd have a normal Medhurst or normal Medhurst. You know, I don't think there would have been half as much fuss made about it, Smart. But I did see um, an interview with an, with an ex-pro, and he was absolutely adamant that, that they shouldn't have run on as quickly as they, they, they did. Um, I don't... I, you know, look, I'm not a doctor. I'm but not Dan a football manager. It, not a football they, they can't just run on until the referee no. says, wave them on. Yeah. Mr. Hanier says, come on. Or yeah. say, but the hand up but what do you no. do? If the, refer- the referee's standing near the player on the ground and he calls you on, what are you going to do? Yeah, okay. I mean, what are you going to do? I, 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 what are you going to do? Yeah. I, I didn't see it like that, but I didn't really you. see it. So so fair enough. But tell what do you think. Well, I think if Jose thinks that Eva's done wrong, it just I'm willing to put her over my knee and give her a good spanking. Okay, <laughs> I think uh, that's a, a fine point to end yeah, that topic. I think you'd have to get in the queue to do it. It's about 60,000 deep at the moment. <laughs> I'm absolutely sure that Jose did it for one reason and one reason alone, which is to divert attention course, away from yeah. the, the performance that yeah. we, we made. But I, I kind of would prefer, you know... It's it's not good management to dig people out publicly. If you're no. gonna if you if you're really cross with somebody and you've got a problem with them, you do it behind closed doors. You don't do it publicly. So I thought that was a bit narky, really. But anyway, um, on the positive side, uh, we have made a, a very big signing. Tell that seems to have gone under the wire, but Jose signed a four-year contract. The signing we'll oh, make yes. again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think you'll see it out? Yeah. Plus, and you then think you'll see it out? I, I'm sure it some will some renew. complete prick of a, a a journalist. In fact, it's kind of a bit unfair to call him a journalist. Really, Barry Glenn Denning is whom I, <laughs> of whom I speak. Well-known Chelsea hater, bog trotter, and Sunderland yeah. fan. He's got a bet of fifty quid with one of the Talksport guys that Jose will be gone in six months. Well, he's an idiot. Well, he is. I Martin know, yeah, Wickham, exactly. if you're listening, what's your Barry Glenn Denning nickname? He's got a. A nickname because where uh, he comes Martin's, from. Martin's got a, bar- uh, a Barry because Glenton. of where he comes from in Ireland. There's a certain well, Nicky Nicky killed Duff's in the house. He might know oh, Nicky. Yeah. Is what are the Irish call yeah. Barry Glendenning? It's from he, where he comes from in terms of his where he lives in. Okay, from Ireland. well, I know. I'd love to know that. Anyway, I, you know, I'm delighted that Jose signed a new four year contract, yes, and I and brilliant. I do have a suspicion that he might stay. I, I think it's 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 viciousness from the press about, oh, about no, trying to stir up trouble, yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. it? They would indeed. Right. Okay. Enough of that. Um, uh, after the break, we've got the weekly Chelsea Fancast Roundup, including news of the Chelsea Supporters Trust annual general meeting, which we had yesterday, and some great Chelsea-related books released over the summer. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Real fans, real opinions. Okay, we are back. Uh, I am Stanford Chidge. This is the Chelsea Fancast, and we are in the last part of the show, and I've got the wonderful legend that is Jell Tell in the house. <laughs> hey, pleased to be back. Lovely to have him. We've got Dr. Mart. Likewise. And we've got the lovely youngster in the house. We've got Dan <laughs> Silver. Yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody tweeted that, that Dan is is the loftest cheek. That was me. He is. That was Dan. <laughs> he tweeted it himself yeah. mod- modestly. Well, you know, to be honest, Dan, that's enough of your loftest cheek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what these youngsters are like? Smart, Whippers, you know, all, 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 all fart and no shit. Um, I, I'd have to say, actually, we should fess up. There are three out of four people around this table who are old enough to go on a saga holiday now. How old do you have to be? Fifty. Oh. I, I, 
Because I haven't told. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Because the people listening on uh, live, and also the people who will be listening to this as a podcast, I need to. I need to say massive, massive thank you for all the wonderful Twitter birthday messages I got last week. Clearly, a lot of sympathy. It was a landmark. It was. A lot of sympathy out there for people who turned 50. Apart from me, you didn't get any sympathy from me. No, you were lovely. You said, I'm surprised you've lived this long, which yeah. I thought was quite funny, really, and also very <laughs> accurate. Um, but no, I got lots of love on Twitter from you lot, and I was very, very grateful. It kind of cheered me up, because I wasn't exactly happy about turning 50. Um, the other thing is, I went out to uh, the Bird of Smithfield, which is a wonderful restaurant, funnily enough, in Smithfield, and even funnily enough, owned and run by the wonderful Alan Bird, or known as at Chef Bird on Twitter. Now, Alan quite often does the Chels, the other podcast. Mm. And uh, I, I thought it'd be nice to go out to a restaurant that was, you know, run and owned by a Chelsea supporter. Well, that sounds good. And I went along there, and I've got to say, number one, if you get the chance, anybody listening, to go to Bird of Smithfield, it's a fantastic restaurant, wonderful food, and even even more wonderful wine. But the other thing was, I've got to say thank you to Alan, uh, because, I mean, he wasn't there. I think he was probably at the Fiorentina game if he had half a, half a brain, but... Um, it was my birthday, so I decided to go out. But uh, I was so spoiled. I mean, he, he left instructions with all the staff, and I was treated like a king. It was just, it was a wonderful way to top off my 50th birthday. And Alan, if you're listening, thank you very, very much. It's massively appreciated. And anybody else who's out there listening, if you get a chance to go to Bird of Smithfield, do. You will not be disappointed. Now, on with some proper news. Uh, that was kind of news, though, really, wasn't it? Um, restaurant news, yeah. <coughs> yeah, we should have a restaurant section every week, I think, from Indeed, now yeah. think, well, Especially since there's not going to be any pubs soon. Well, exactly. We'll yeah. all go bistro. Chelsea, yeah. we'll call it the Chelsea Bistro. Hmm. Okay, yeah. Tell? No. Tell's no. already back off to the Philippines, I think, hearing that news. Right, okay. First up on the old news items is, uh, you can get, of course, uh, the new edition, the first of the season of CFC UK at all your home games and away games. But at home, you can get it from the CFC UK store opposite Fulham Broadway Tube. Uh, now, if you can't, if you're not in England, panic not. Uh, you can actually get it in the states by getting it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. But I do believe you can also get it physically, the actual, you know, Ooh, wow. paper copy. Uh, and to do that, you follow the US uh, Twitter account of at cfcukusa. Uh, or you contact Dan Lundberg on Twitter at D Lundberg. Uh, what's that, uh, Dan? Underscore. underscore. Thank you, underscore. I always rely on Dan for that one. <laughs> D Lundberg, D L U N D B E R G underscore. Thank you, Dan. Yeah. Now, my latest article uh, is also in there, so check check that out. Uh, I can't remember what it was on. I think I was being grumpy about the fact that we will come back too early. Yes, um, I was moaning a bit. Yeah, I okay. have, yeah, I was. I mean, we read it later, but I was moaning to you. You'd have been proud of me. I well, went on a right I old like moan. I like a good moan myself. Yeah, I went on a right old moan up. Uh, the other thing is, check out the season preview put together by We Ain't Got No History. Just Google We Ain't Got No History and you'll find their website. And you will find a piece by me entitled Last Man Standing, which is basically about uh, Chelsea legends going back through time. Oh, yeah. But making the point that it's unique that we've had four Chelsea legends playing in the same team at the same period for as long as they did, which would be tell. Um, it could be loads of people, but are you thinking... Shall I start you off? Speedy, I'll start you Dixon, off. What, who you it's of? unique that we oh, have four Chelsea legends JT, playing... T, yeah. Lamps, Chick, yeah, yeah. and... Um, the other one, the, Drogba. Drogba. Big fella Drogba, yeah. yeah. That, so basically that's how I finished it up. But I think that's unique in our history... I had. I tell you who I had from the sixties and the seventies side. Guess guess who I had in three. I only had sixties and seventies. The, the kings of the Jesus. kings road side. Aussie. Yeah. Tamley. 
No. Charlie Cook. No. And uh, and the seventy. Chopper. Chopper. Benetti. Oh, Osgood. Benetti. Yeah, brilliant. So I think that the last ten years was unique in Chelsea's history that we had four players who you absolutely bona fide legends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's a None good read. If, if you're interested out there, check that out. It's in We Ain't Got No History, and it's in their season preview, which, by the way, is absolutely the best. Uh, season preview you'll find anywhere I mean basically Joe Tweeds has got no, gathered together uh, all the best Chelsea writers so I, I don't know how I got asked but oh, I read I read all those yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Tim Rolls good. is in there yeah, Walter Otten he's got the best of the best to write in an article I and skipped it's, it's an absolute, one yeah well I, I don't I, no, no I read it I you read did it. read so why didn't you you clearly didn't because you would have known what I was writing about I did read it yeah that's it. it's just come back to my memory okay I've all been, right. my memory's been lagered up it has alright but no it's a cracking read go and read it and I think you can make a donation to the Chelsea Foundation charity so it's all for a good cause Okay, now yesterday um, we had the Chelsea Supporters Trust AGM. Uh, now I'll tell you about that in a minute, but um, before I do, please, 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 please sign up and join the trust. It's the only way to get your voice generally heard by uh, the club. It's five pounds to become a voting member, and it's free for non-voting members. It's a good time to sign up, I think. Uh, in other words, we've got our, ele- our annual election for the board coming up, so. Uh, you have to be a voting member to vote in that vote election. Vote for Chidge? No, you're not allowed to say that, Martin. I'll get banned. You, I know canvassing. No, you're not allowed to say that. Well, yeah, I can't. You know, I can't be seen to even be thinking about encouraging people. But uh, no, I mean, basically, if you're a voting member, you can vote. Nobody can see you. It's radio. The other thing is, Martin, shut up. The other thing is that uh, not only do you get to vote a new board in for those elections, but you also get to vote on something like ten motions that we put forward at the AGM yesterday. And if you vote for those motions, that dictates the policy and the campaigns that we have over the next year. So it's quite important. So join up. Uh, very easy to do. Just go to ChelseaSupportersTrust.com uh, and sign up. As I said, it's only a fiver. If you want to be an affiliate member, if you if you belong to a supporters club anywhere in the world or you run a website or a podcast or anything, you can sign up as an affiliate member for £25. Um, but anyway, do it. Make sure you get your voice heard. Make sure you can vote. Uh, we get a newsletter out once a month. And the other thing that's coming out is the results of the annual survey, which is also massively important. I'm looking forward to seeing those. Yeah, that's always really, really good. Uh, And uh, as I said, the AGM was held on Sunday. It was very, very good. Uh, But don't worry if you couldn't be there, because not only did I have it on Mixler, and I know there are a lot of people that I've got in here um, that uh, were listening. Jacaranda Chick certainly springs to mind. So well done for listening live. But I will be releasing it as a podcast tomorrow. Also, follow uh, them on Twitter at Chelsea S Trust. Now, much more important, Dan, was, of course, after the AGM, uh, we had the inaugural Chelsea Supporters Trust quiz. And the quiz masters were Dan Levine, uh, we know as Bruce Chronicle, and the wonderful Ross Mooring. And uh, it was in the Fimber Arms. And Chelsea Fancast entered a team with me, the youngster Dan, <laughs> and also the wonderful Martin Wickham. And I am delighted to announce that we smashed it, and we are, in fact, the first champions of the quiz. Uh, I have to be honest to say it was largely down to Dan and Martin. Hey, no, well done. I did write all the answers down, so I was like writing it. I didn't really contribute much other than that. Well, uh, I did get one or two right, though, didn't I? Right. I did all right. A team game. Uh, I held my end up. Yeah, the team game. I like to see it as the, as the captain of the team and, or the manager of the team that I did what good managers do and pick good people. Yeah. And I certainly did, because we really smashed it, and uh, they were brilliant. And we had a, got a nice little trophy. What did I do with a trophy, Dad? Where is it? So there we go. For, for, those, oh, of you watching, for those of you watching in black and white... I'll tweet it. Here's, yeah, do that. Yeah, we, we, hang on, we'll do, a, do a tinkle, shall we? This is the trophy. Can you hear this? 
sounds a bit plastic, doesn't it? It's metal. It's As many would metal. say, very appropriate for Chelsea sports. I'm impressed that it's, that it's actually metal, not plastic. Oh, it's pro- I, drank, it's, I drank beer out of it too, Tell. Heavy enough. I drank, Only beer? Well, heavy. we didn't have champagne. Can you get Jägermeister in there? No, well, well, yeah, could have not, done. Not plastic. It's tin. Metal. Is it engraved? It's silver, actually. I think it might it actually be silver. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, CST quiz winners, it says on it. So we are the champions. So you, need, you need to engrave your name on the back here now, so it's first winners, you see. So there we go. Um, I, commiserations to the wonderful uh, Debs, who was there, uh, who, who I think the girls did very well, actually. I'm not trying to sound patronising. I mean, it was basically great fun. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, your team came fifth, Debs. But I, I, I think that, that you probably should have had a much bigger stewards inquiry. But there we go. Anyway, bottom line is it was great fun. I hope they're going to do it every year so that we can go back and win it again because that would be great. Uh, providing I can keep Dan and Martin in the team, I think we have a good chance. And, and they can shut me up. Uh, not easy. So there we go. That was great fun. Um, right, now, there's a few other things I need to go on about, um, which is uh, to do with Chelsea Books. Because uh, the summer's seen the release of some absolutely superb Chelsea-related books. First up, Gate 17 has published the latest Walter Otten Tomb, which is called Stuck on You, A Year in the Life of a Chelsea Supporter. And I think it's Walter's kind of got the idea from all the wonderful Chelsea stickers that we, we've been stickering the world. Yeah. Till. You need to take some back with you and stick a Philippines. Including an Arsenal mm. fan's back. I thought that Including was an Arsenal fan's back. So it's kind of built around that theme, but it's really Walter's kind of tales from last season. And, and I haven't read it yet, um, but it, I, I, it, it, was, it was number one Chelsea book in the charts on Amazon. So it's absolutely gone. Good. Yeah, how about those apples? Uh, but anyway, you can get it, and I really urge you to do this, because no doubt knowing Walter, there'll be a, a contribution to charity. Uh, but you can get it uh, via gate17.co.uk or Amazon. Uh, now, another book uh, for which I went to the book launch of was Ultraviolet, A Glastonbury Tale, which is published by London Books and written by CFC UK Supremo and friend of the show. Uh, his his uh, pseudonym for book writing is Blue Blagger. Yeah, who's that? Well, it's, we know him as he who must not be named. Oh, tell. okay, that yes, one. indeed, that Thank one. Geezer. Hurry up, it's only Hurry a pound. pound. Sadly, it's a bit more than a pound, this book, but it's well worth it. It's a really top nostalgic read for anybody uh, like myself, in fact, who went to Glastonbury Festival back in the 80s and the 90s. And I believe you can get it from CFC UK Stall, or, of course, you can get it from Amazon. Uh, another friend of the show, Chelsea historian Rick Glanville, has published Chelsea The Complete Record in what will surely be the definitive Bible of Chelsea facts and stats. And it's available from, or available even, from shop.decubertan.co.uk. I'll spell the decubertan bit. It's D-E-C-O-U-B-E-R-T-I-N. Everybody knows who de Coubertin was. Baron de Coubertin. He was the founder of the modern Olympics. He was indeed. And he was a sculler. He was. I'm sure we won't Scholar hold that against him. A sculler. Shop.decoubertin.co.uk and it's out on the 27th of August. Good old Rick. Uh, it seems that Rick has taken over from where Ron Hawkins left I, off. Do you know what, Matt? I think it's a cracking point. I think he's done this book with the official Chelsea statistician whose name escapes me right now. Mm. So it's a joint effort. But Albert Shaw was... No, it's not the old one. Yeah, I, know, I can't remember his name. Anyway, finally, Alex Churchill and Andrew Holmes have also got a book out called Overland and Sea, Chelsea FC and the Great War, which, amazingly enough, recounts the history of Chelsea and Chelsea players during the First World War. And that is also available on Amazon, and I suspect that's rather an interesting read. Now, hopefully, we'll be able to get one or two of these authors of these fine books on the show at some stage during the season. It'd be nice to talk to them about that, wouldn't it? Yes. It'd be nice for you to listen to it back in the Philippines when you go back. If you yeah. go back. And you can yeah. probably get the books on Amazon now, okay. yeah. uh, problem? No, Amazon won't deliver to the Philippines, but get, never get mind. Get for the flight back, Tom. <laughs> Kindle. There's enough stuff in you my case. You get it on case. Kindle. You can get them on Kindle, yeah, that's mm. true. Now, um, 
that's kind of one. that's kind of about it for for Chelsea. I, I, I mentioned at the early earlier in the show that um, you know last year we were doing this Mimi TV thing where I would you know sit there in front of my computer screen on camera talking to you lot and you could all join in from all over the world and we have a bit of a warm down and we pick up issues that we discussed on the show and the few times I did it it was great fun uh, I cannot do it tonight because I have to go home with my lovely wife to Winchester uh, but hopefully from next Monday I will start doing that again and I will warn you and give you a bit of warning but all you have to do is go to tv and sign up, log in, do what you do. And then when I am doing them, it'll be pretty clear as to how you join in. But I'll tell you more about that next week. Now, finally, 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 uh, there are... This is a very important announcement, Tal. Oh, good. Because this is your logo on Twitter, mate. Oh, uh. Yes, there are eight. That's right, only eight Chelsea Fancast t-shirts left. Oh. Yes, and all eight are in large size. So if you want one... Email me at uh, chelseafancast at gmail.com and I will sort it out for you. The price is 15 English pounds, including postage and packing. Quick, quick, quick. Uh, and you can pay by PayPal. But if you email me, I'll sort all the details out with you. And uh, I was reminded to, to, to remind you of that by the lovely Diane, I think it's Jupp or Jupp, on, who's a massive contributor to the Chelsea Fancast Facebook group. Hazard. What, Mrs. Hazard? She might be, actually. But she's lovely and she's a long-standing member of our community there. Uh, but she reminded me of that, but she also said, can we have a big shout-out to Lee Perkins, who I know is also quite a big poster on the Facebook group. Uh, so, Lee, we're, we're giving you a shout-out. Is that how it works, Tell? Lee! Lee! That's good. Uh, I, well, as I said, Lee's been on the Facebook group for years. So, mate, uh, we're all thinking of you. Have a good time, whatever you're doing. And uh, here's this shout-out officially. And thank you to the lovely Diane Yup for reminding us of that. As I said, both long-time listeners to the show. So, here we are. We're done, nearly. Thank God for that, I hear you all say. And we were even doing it, there you go, Martin, ten minutes before nine. I was just wondering, before you do the last bit of the meal, go The home. outro, as yeah. we call it. Well, I, 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 I was pretending there wasn't a script. In but, through the but, outro. But you've given the game away now. But, no, no I was just wondering, is, this, is that certain feature that was always advertised very eloquently by um, a gentleman on my, on my left, still there on the website? Oh, I, uh, you have to remind me. Is there a song attached to it? Uh, allegedly. Oh, actually, I know. And before you do that, I happen to notice, because I looked at the PayPal account for the first time in months, but we must say thank you, thank you, thank you, definitely to James Coppert, who donated some money in there, ah. but a couple of other people. I promise I'll go back and look this week, find out who you are, write the names down. But about three people donated. So I know one of them was James, who's lovely, who does it a lot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're very, very lovely for doing that. But I just wondered from a sort of nostalgic point of view whether Terry would like to give it a little plug. I wonder if Dan knows the words as well. Yeah. We might have to teach him. Yeah. Well, after three. Well, hold on. I got a phone call, actually. A phone call? Yeah. From somebody called Oliver. Oliver? Some bloke called Oliver. Oliver? He says... Oliver Twist? I'm a referee, he said. Uh, and I want to buy the boys a, a beer. I said... Oliver, piss off! You're biased. You cannot <laughs> cannot buy your way back into <coughs> our affections. Become become a proper referee, and then maybe we will entertain you, like, putting a few pennies into the kitty. It but, looks like he hasn't gone through puberty yet, as well. Yeah, but I said, well, you better listen to the fan cast, and there's a song that we sing that goes, "Buy, buy the boys, boys a beer, beer, buy the boys a beer. If you don't buy the boys a beer, we'll slap you around the ear." Oi! Dan knows the words yeah. too. There we go. There we go. Who invented that song, Tom? Uh, it wasn't me. Was it? Was it you? Was it me? 
Team effort. I think. I think we should do one more, actually, because Tell's here, and it kind of would be wrong not to do this if Tell's here, if we can remember the flaming words, Martin. Strolling, just strolling, by the light of the moon above. I don't envy the rich in their automobiles. Amongst a courage phony, I'd rather shag a pony when I'm strolling, just strolling, in the cool of the evening air. And I know my luck is no, no, no. always go out strolling, because I know my luck is rolling when I'm strolling with the one I love. Chelsea! 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 I feel we are intruding on the boys' private party, laugh out loud, says Debs. Well, the thing is, there are people who are in here, JP McCrate would be one, who know that we would, nearly every week, we would absolutely crucify strolling, uh, much in the manner that we have just done. Just now, yeah. And people would actually write in and plead with us not to sing it. I can't think why, you know. And we were for a while, you know, in the Cheltel years. We were synonymous with that singing. That was beautiful. I had tears in my eyes. Just I know, then. Exactly. And I just felt Emotional. it. Emotional. I just felt it would be very pain. I felt it would be very remiss of us not not to sing "Strolling for You All." And I'm just so delighted, judging from your comments on Mixler, that you really enjoyed it. Not really. Nope. Yeah. I think actually that one goes out to the Blue Jock, somebody that we've yeah, not heard Blue from yeah, for a haven't. long, long time. Where's Mr. Gary? Where's Horsbury? Mr. Horsbury? Yeah, Gary, if you still listen, that was. Uh, that was especially for you. you. Alison, what do you mean we may start again, Chidge? May start what again? I do, do, do enlighten me on that. I'm not, not listening. Uh, I don't know. It could be anything. You must tell me before I go. Anyway, it is actually time to go. Um, it's uh, five, almost five tonight, so Martin needs to go and get his train. But uh, please, 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 because uh, one, one thing we didn't do this week, which... Uh, uh, Daz is, this is quite funny he said we slaughtered that song like Mourinho slaughtered Ivanovich moaning about strolling yes yes I, I, now I know what you mean Alison well I, I promise that we will only ever sing strolling when Tell is on the podcast how does that sound <laughs> I, I there's going to be you, lots of votes you won't be able to keep against that. me you won't be able to keep that keeping me off All the right. podcast okay we'll, we'll try not to sing it every week like we used to because I do actually I do actually love you all and I value the fact that you listen to the show and I would hate to uh, stop you listening anyway uh, yeah look one thing we didn't do this week was read out any of your emails that would be for a very good reason haven't got any got it in one smart <laughs> Nothing gets by you. Well, it is the start of the season. They've probably all forgotten. But um, I do love it when people do write in. And we got we, towards the end of the season, when I started saying you should do this, we were getting quite a few, and it was great. Uh, particularly, what, what I like about it is, it, it obviously, it tends to be people that aren't in Mixler listening live. So it's people that you don't know or haven't really heard of. And it's lovely getting those kind of emails. So please, please, get please. Get your please, typing fingers out and do it. Get your finger or out. Or if you're on the end. phone, get your thumbs out. Exactly. And uh, do send me an email. As I said, the email address is... ChelseaFanCast at gmail.com and I will read them out on the show if they entertain me, even a little bit. I'm not that fussy, honestly. Or even if they don't. Even if they don't. In fact, actually, if they don't entertain me, they're more likely to get read. Uh, particularly if they're rude about any one of us, but particularly Martin. Anyway, right, next week. So unfair. So unfair. Well, I've been fotty nice to you all evening. I couldn't let it let two hours <laughs> slip without coating you It's been unusual. Once. Right, next week we will be on air, uh, of course, next Monday. Uh, so don't forget to tune in and, uh, and join us as we rake over the game against Man City. Uh, all I can tell you for certain is that Mark will be here. Yes. And Bobby Delcini, who is our um, our old mate from um, Australia. From Hiddingdon, via, via right, Melbourne. Yeah, he's, he's a Brit, but he's uh, ex- exiled in Melbourne. Uh, 
And Bobby will be here, and it'd be great to see him back. He's a long-term listener and a great mate. So uh, those two certainly, and I'll, I'll get somebody else along. Don't you worry. Now, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter, at Chelsea Fancast, and make sure you check out the great blogs on our website, because I've decided to, to long off, as the youngsters would say. I've longed off IB Times, because it suddenly occurred to me, why am I writing for somebody else for no money when I could be writing for my own website for no money? Well, right, yeah. Yeah, so I thought, well, I'm going to start I thought doing... that was a nice little earner. Well, it was for a while. Oh. They ran out of money. That was oh, ages okay. ago, but I just did it anyway because I'm just nice. But mm. uh, I thought, well, hang on a minute. I should be writing for our own website. Mm. So I'm going to do one weekly like I did with IB Times because they were quite fun. I like doing that. Strongly weekly. That's right. So I should be doing that. And I did one today, so go and have a look. Well, there are other ones. Ken Barkway wrote one last week. The lovely Clayton's stuck one up there. We're getting a few regular writers. So there we go. So you can look at that. You can check out all the information on how to listen and download the show on the website. And of course, don't forget to join our Facebook group, uh, which is facebook.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And of course, follow us on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Stanford Chidge. Martin at Dr. Martin's Boots. Dan at Dan Sills 73. And Chell Tell at Chell Tell Chell Tell. Didn't even see your lips move then, Tell. Do you want to try that again? At Chell Tell Chell Tell. Wonderful. There we go. Now, Many thanks to my lovely, lovely peeps, who has been lovely to see. I've missed them all lots for the last two months, but we have been. Dan Silver, great to see you, Dan. Good, good to be back. And congratulations for helping me be a champion by lifting the uh, Chelsea Supporters Trust annual quiz trophy yesterday. You were all brilliant. About, all about the team. All about the team. Dr. Mm-hmm. Smart, great to see you, Absolutely mate. great, but especially to be here with this man on my left. I know. I mean, I, I, you know, Dan's probably not been privy to a, a podcast no. with you, me and Tell on it. You know, this is how rubbish they were in the old days, mate. But he's lived to tell the tale. He's lived to tell the tale. Bit of nostalgia. Great to see you, Smart. But I I have to be honest, it's even more great to see my old mate Chell Tell back on the show. Well, I never thought this day would occur. I would do it again. That's the truth. I never never thought that I would be here again. But it's great to be back. And all the fan cast boys and girls out there, it's lovely that you're contributing to it as well. And... um, keep watching this space because maybe I might return someday who okay. knows I've who got, knows I've got to be honest I never doubted it for a minute oh, I never I doubted did. it for a minute um, and Johnny uh, JP McCra- oh Johnny T's in the house well, hey, hey, hello Johnny T. and uh, uh, Jack Randachick is going to email Chid and ask why he's ignored FA Cup win shakes first shakes fist what FA Cup win what do you mean FA Cup win oh yeah well I forgot and J- JP said something, but the screen's moved up, so I don't know what it was. But JP, it's great to see you. We haven't seen you for years, mate. Get yourself down to the bridge and have a pint with us. Anyway, we must go, because it's time for Martin to get his train, time for me to go home to Winchester, time for Dan to go back up north, and time for Chell Tell to disappear in a puff of smoke. Uh, but it's been brilliant having the boys on here. It's been brilliant having you lot back. I have really missed you for two months. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chels. At the Chels! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.